Um, <laughs> that's when the electricity comes back. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm on. Thank you. I'm in my, my office. Yeah. Okay. Um, Honorable Dr. Basop, you can be able to hear. Yes, thank you, Chairperson. I can hear. Can you hear me? I see you're muted. Just wanted to check if you are able to hear. Yes, I can hear, Chair. Thank you. Um, I have heard Honorable Timbu. Uh, Honorable Mlala spoke and lost connection uh, immediately. But we do have uh, the numbers to start. Um, I'm suggesting that uh, we we start uh, whilst uh, the administration may be following up with Honorable Mlala, Honorable uh, Majosi and Honorable Pambo. Is that agreed? Can I get your agreement on that? Or you would want us to probably wait for another five, ten minutes? No, let's not run over time, Chair. We're already late. Let's start, please. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to... uh, to look like pushing ahead against the will of members. Um, <clears throat> but I think as, as we start, uh, we, we have the duty in ourselves, honorable members, uh, to manage the time. But I do understand the candidates that came before us uh, we needed to really cover uh, the ground, also uh, showing uh, to the public that we do take the concerns if they raise them with the committee and need to test. Uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, honorable members, as we are going to start, you'd remember that uh, we had scheduled uh, five candidates uh, earlier on, which we couldn't uh, do all, and we did about three. And then we had to uh, negotiate to take uh, four and five into the evening. So we'll try and run until. Uh, uh, we complete the race. But of course, I do want, before we get the candidate four uh, to come in, so that uh, in between we can then get the administrator to do the work of getting the other candidates online uh, to be ready to, to come in. <clears throat> Whilst we took the break, uh, there would have been a development with regards to one of the candidates. Uh, and I would ask uh, Ms. Devin to report on that candidate number five, uh, so that at least it's placed on record before we even call candidate four, so that we know we can then, then move instead of taking a break in between to clarify the matter I want to clarify now. Ms. Ndabeni? Evening, Chairperson. Um, yes. One of one of the candidates, uh, candidate number five, Miss Sandy Kadaya, um, has uh, written to the committee to say she is withdrawing um, from the process. And I read her email uh, to the committee chair. Yes, please. 
Yes, sir. It says, I am so sorry, but I unfortunately have to decline the interview. Apologies for the late response. I currently work at MultiChoice, which is a direct competitor to the SABC. I've consulted with my line manager and it is deemed to be a conflict of interest. So I will not be proceeding with the interview. Thank you for the opportunity, Sandika. Okay. Uh, honorable uh, members, uh, you, you've heard that it's been read on record uh, and therefore it is uh, the candidate herself who has withdrawn or not out of any making of the committee as the committee is not cited as a reason for, for the withdrawal uh, of the candidate. So which therefore means that five would be out will then be taking the next one uh, that would have come uh, before the committee to, to then also come in after uh, the, the candidate will be seen now. So the committee support will have to to work on that. Is that clear, honorable members? I take it that... Uh, it's clear, so there's no that uh, email that has been read. <clears throat> like I said, honorable members, this will then be the continuation uh, of the interviews that we started uh, this morning at night, where I agreed to reconvene at uh, six after plenary, but as you know, plenary still continuing. We will have other members connecting, but we do have uh, the required number to proceed. Uh, with that, I will just check with uh, uh, Ms. Ndabeni if the other candidate is uh, on the platform and uh, indicates uh, for record. Uh, yes, Chairperson, the candidate is on the platform at um, Dr. Renee Horn. She's on the platform now. Thank you, Chair. Uh, welcome, Dr. Renee Horn. Good day, Chair. Good day, honourable members. Thank you. Um, let's uh, let's start by appreciating the fact that you would have agreed to uh, the shifting of the times, uh, given the engagements that the committee had with the candidates that came before it, and of course the other pressing parliamentary program that we also needed to attend to as as members in particular this committee, because also had an item to present to the House. Um, we, I'll just say quickly, uh, Ms. Ndabeni, just ensure that I'm muted so that there's not many mics. Uh, Ndabeni, yes, thank you. We, we, we are here as the subcommittee. Uh, of the Committee on Communications and Digital Technologies, as it is named now. And as we know, the subcommittee would also be subjected to the rules of uh, the National Assembly, but we report to to the committee. Our purpose is uh, simply the appointment process for the SAPC board for which you have been nominated uh, and hence you are before 
the committee after the shortlisting process. So please uh, feel welcomed. We are taking this indeed as just an engagement more than an interview so that you are able to share your experiences with uh, uh, the members of the committee. Um, and, and you can learn from also the questions that members would engage you on. And I must say that uh, this committee in its constitution, it's uh, based on proportional representation as per the 2019 uh, election outcomes. And therefore would mean that it's uh, fairly represented uh, in terms of different uh, uh, members of parliament coming from different political parties. Uh, of course, uh, just to outline how we are going to proceed uh, from here. We, we have put 45 minutes uh, all in all, but as you know, it can be less depending on the answers and how the members engage uh, and sometimes slightly over, uh, not out of our making, but probably because we need to get answers on it to get the members maybe following up. So in that 45 minutes, I'll briefly introduce the members of the committee as to who is in the committee. Uh, uh, some of them may still be connecting because the House uh, is still dealing with uh, some few items. So others would have attended physically, but they do connect uh, uh, to the meeting. Um, after that introduction, would give you uh, five minutes to briefly introduce yourself, which will also give you an opportunity to talk to your expertise and the skills that you'll bring on board if you were to be considered uh, for the SABC board uh, recommendation. So in that score, what, what that means is the members have had an opportunity of looking at your detailed CV. And therefore, in asking or interacting with you, they will not be limited to the brief introduction that you do in the five minutes. They will take everything uh, into account. Immediately after that uh, brief introduction, <clears throat> we'll then take members who want to pose uh, uh, questions uh, as a way of interacting with you. We allocate about five minutes uh, for that, which will be question and uh, your responses uh, at the same time. So once members are, are done, if there are members, if there are questions to really just get clarity on, that's when the chair actually asks uh, some questions. Otherwise, if members have covered the ground, there would be no need for the chair uh, to raise up any point. We'll then come back to you and give you an opportunity uh, for three minutes to say uh, your last points to the committee before we wrap up. Um, so, so that's how we are going to proceed from now on. Uh, I'll just then indicate members uh, from parties, uh, as, as I said, were constituted as such. Uh, we do have, from the African National Congress of members, uh, of course, uh, starting with the Honorable um, Tembu, um, I'm not sure if she has already, uh, yes, I see on the platform, she's, she's there. Not sure if she's in a position to indicate. Honorable Mtembu, you are on the platform. Thank you, Honorable Chair. I'm here. Okay, Honorable Mtembu from the African National Congress. 
We also have Honorable Dr. Basop from the African National Congress. Dr. Basop, Good evening, uh, Chair. Good evening to you, Doc, as well. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We we have Honorable Mlala uh, from the African National Congress. Honorable Mlala, can we ask now? I, I yes, good evening, Chair. Good evening to Renai. All right, thank you. That's Honorable Mlala. Um, myself, Honorable Maneli, uh, the Chair, but also from the ANC, as you can see. Um, we then have uh, Honorable Kola Barnett from the Democratic Alliance, uh, who's been on the platform. Good evening, uh, I Chair. I saw her video switched on, yes, but I couldn't yeah, see. Yeah. There's Honorable Kola Barnett, uh, she's, she's on the platform. Thank you, Honorable Kola Barnett. We, from the IFP, we have uh, the Honorable uh, um, Majosi. Um, I've seen I've seen a presenting uh, in Parliament not long ago, uh, but uh, she she should be able to join us anytime soon. Uh, we we also have Honorable Pambo uh, from the EFF, uh, but as I said, with the numbers we have, we are able to proceed accordingly, and they'll be able to join at the time of uh, being able. So we are proceeding in that score. So, so that's a brief introduction of the members. We are now uh, coming to you. You can only say relax and engage with the members, starting with your brief introduction uh, in the five minutes uh, from now. Over to you, Dr. Uh, Renejo. Uh, thank you very much, Chair, and thank you, honorable members. It's really an honor and a pleasure. My name is Rene Horn. I was born in Durban, KwaZulu-Natal. And I was raised by my grandmother who comes from Sidara. She was a housekeeper who had no formal education. Along with my parents um, and my grandmother, I was taught that education is the key to success and also helping the broader society. So I've have five degrees, um, three of them from the University of KwaZulu-Natal, two from the University of London. I'm also a Ford as well as Sheffling Scholar. My experience is as follows. In my Early years at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, I was a tutor and administrative assistant. I then moved on to the SABC as a young journalist, uh, and subsequently I put up my hand to go to the Middle East where I interviewed Yasser Arafat and Shimon Perez. Uh, this was the first time that I've ever went beyond the borders of South Africa. Later, I became a war correspondent and was dubbed the first African uh, woman to go to a large-scale war in Iraq 2003. Um, SABC was the only broadcaster from Africa that was on the front line at that stage. And due to our limited resources, we focused more on human interest stories rather than actually following the big stories. And at that stage, um, the SABC was financially sustainable in terms of an organization. In my pursuit to better serve uh, my country, I decided to enroll uh, for a second master's and PhD abroad, where I picked up experience from an international front as an editor for the World Entrepreneur Society, as well as also um, doing some consultancy work for Delta Economics. I successfully completed my PhD and returned to South Africa to uh, head up the BE unit at the Gordon Institute of Business Science and also acted as a principal uh, for one of the new uh, the 
the UK companies uh, next Rubica Capital. Subsequently, I moved on to Wits uh, Business School, WBS, where I wanted to assist in shaping and developing South African future leaders. So I'm a senior lecturer and served uh, then as the MBA director in the same organization for many years. I've served also as the director of international relations, where we successfully provided linkages uh, to uh, various international partners around the world. This was to very much ensure that, that our South African leaders would learn to achieve the elements of a competitive advantage. I'm currently the Management uh, Advancement Program Director at the Business School, where we are developing uh, future change leaders for the digital age. In uh, addition to this, uh, very much my passion um, is for the aspect in terms of uh, ensuring that that I'd like to develop Black South African businesses and also the elements in terms of actually youth empowerment. Um, This is done through my work by way of the South African Supply Diversity Council, of which I am chairperson of. And of course, I volunteer my time by providing the necessary linkages uh, between South African Black SME businesses into a viable ecosystem uh, with that of corporate South Africa and multinationals. Further to this, I'm also the divisional chairperson for the academy, where I founded the ILED uh, program, which hones in on skills development for Black SMMEs, uh, which has been a great success so far. Uh, I'm also currently the SABC non-executive director serving since June of this year. It seems like a long time ago um, as I've hit the ground running and probably I've left some tire marks at the SABC. Um, I serve on um, three committees in terms of the SABC board as well. And I believe these committees are the workhorses of the board. I currently serve on the digital technology subcommittee. Um, and of course, I've selected that because I do believe that we have to take the SABC into the fourth industrial revolution. And that's mainly by OTT. In tandem with that, I've also um, been part and very much actually part of at this moment in time, the uh, Finance Investment and Procurement Committee. And that's also to strategize uh, on the financial viability and the future growth of the organization. Due to my journalism experience, I was also appointed on the News and Editorial Committee to ensure editorial oversight, independence, and the preservation of the public news service, which I'm extremely passionate about. Um, I believe that by way of my leadership style, um, it's a fail, fail forward quickly strategy. Um, We have to learn from our setbacks quickly. And of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, honorable members, we have to use that as a stepping stone to success. Thus, I consider myself as an agile and collaborative leader that adapts to change quickly and moves an organization through change quickly. I would be honored to be uh, of service um, to the SABC and the public. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, taking actually the SABC into the digital age and of course, passing this on to ensure that, that we have actually a growth trajectory for the SABC. And of course, it will benefit us for generations to come. Chair, I hope that, that my five minutes is um, I'm within my five minutes um, or shall I proceed? I'm trying not yeah. to be uh, too tedious. In five minutes. Uh, yes, once, uh, once I switch on the video camera, yeah, I, I, it's not intimidation, just a reminder. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, so we'll now pick honorable members who would want to engage at this point. Um, so if, if you can raise your hands for those that are experiencing challenges 
uh, would uh, indicate um, in case I leave them uh, out. Um, was it you who was uh, indicating chair or was it a member? I'm trying to check if there's a member who was uh, calling me in case I do not see the hand. My hand is up, Chair. Um, yes. So, so that's uh, that was Honorable Mutembu, Honorable Kola Barnett. Uh, those are the two hands for now that I see. You can proceed starting with Honorable Mutembu, followed by Honorable Kola Barnett. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Greetings to you. Uh, good evening uh, uh, to the lady. I don't remember the surname. Uh, Honey. Honey. Dr. Honey. Yes. Good evening, Dr. Honey. Thank you, Honorable Member. Uh, Dr. Honey. I just want to start by saying I I understand that you have experience in SABC, but I just want to know that if you may happen to be appointed as one of the board members, what will be your turnaround strategy that will sustain this uh, institution in terms of uh, finances? I mean, the institution of SABC. Thank you. Chair, um... Yes, you can uh, proceed. The intention is not to come in between so that we leave uh, it to be quite interactive. Okay, thank you so much, Honourable Chair, and thank you very much, Honourable Mtembu, for that uh, particular question regarding uh, turnaround strategy. And, of course, by way of this, I think, you know, serving on the board since June 2022, um, We've seen some good tracks by way of um, the particular aspect in terms of your uh, austerity measures. Those austerity measures, of course, have been the reduction by way of your costs from possibly about one billion to that of 200 million. Um, one of the things that we would like to see, and I think, you know, off the bat, um, as a board member, if I'm afforded the opportunity, is that, of course, having the, the, the element in terms of the execution of the critical path, which what we would do is, is that ensure that then in the next six months or so, that at least the um, the SABC could break even uh, in terms of that particular 200 million rand, uh, which could possibly be in deficit. So that's, those are the, the necessary figures. So, of course, that's the first actually kind of um, job that um, I would do along with the board to ensure that, that we actually bring the SABC very quickly in terms of actually the financial viability. One of the more welcome moves uh, in terms of um, the SABC is, of course, the must-carry actually regulation, which now requires actually sub- sub- subscription uh, broadcasters uh, to actually ensure that they, that, um, they actually pay for SABC channels. And obviously, we would actually ensure that we had negotiable terms in terms 
of this. And I believe that the must-carry actually regulation is a low-hanging fruit, and this could be necessarily done within the six months. Now, um, one of the things that, I'm, of course, I'm passionate about is, of course, the digital space. And, of course, um, we do have, obviously, the OTT streaming strategy. Now, this is something, they, uh, you know, with reference to actually being a delay in terms of that particular strategy, I think that, that we would need to ensure that we have a plan that ensures that, that we get that strategy up and running because it will provide the necessary revenue uh, for uh, the SABC at the end of, it, of the day. Also, I mean, of course, more of a long-term aspect in terms of financial sustainability would be the particular aspect in terms of TV licenses and, of course, changing that to more of a levy. So the OTT streaming platform, the particular aspects in terms of the levy um, and, of course, a critical part and the must-carry regulation is the most important, and that's something that the, that the board, and if afforded the opportunity, I would be uh, doing off the bat in terms of um, the SABC. Thank you, Honorable Mtembu. I now recognize Honorable Kola Barnett, who would then be followed by Honorable Dr. Basso. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Dr. Horn, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did listen to to some of the innovations, but if one had to rank them, uh, what changes um, would you look for almost immediately? Um, I'm very interested in this concept of, of the SABC licenses being a levy because <clears throat> I think you're going to hit a brick wall with that proposal. But, you know, we, what, what changes would you prevent? What, what would you look for? Especially now, and I'm, I'm suppose I'm talking more of content in the run up to the 2024 national election. Um, what are you going to keep your eye out for and try to prevent, et cetera? Um, then a question I've, I've asked others uh, as well. The SABC, of course, is now <clears throat> competing in a very difficult and broad market and environment. Um, what, what was your th- thought process in watching the, the firing of the 600 and with it enormous amounts of expertise, um, along with scrapping of certain things such as special assignment, the investigative program of 24 years standing. Is is not the issue of dropping audience relating directly to lack of content? Um, and uh, in your plans to turn around the SABC, and I heard many of your ideas there, um, which would deal directly with the the Zondo Commission revelations um, of corruption within. And, and finally, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the fact that the SABC is now hiring 400 people having scrapped 600, um, th- there was a suggestion that perhaps the 400 will provide different skills to the 600 who were scrapped, but I know the 600 included enormous experience. Um, and so I, I, I'm questioning that comment that was made previously, your opinion on that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Barnard. And if I understand, there are uh, five or so questions. 
um, in terms of actually the aspects in terms of how would I rank uh, the uh, reaching the financial viability in terms of the SABC. Um, I do believe in terms of the particular aspect in with reference to the critical path aspect in terms of the, the aspect of six, six months by way of breaking even. I think that's the first, um, you know, uh, port of call. Then, of course, if we're looking at that um, OTT streaming um, strategy, that would actually take, um, you know, a longer period of time in terms of this. But I think that, that um, if afforded the opportunity, I would very much actually be front and center and try to actually ensure that, that we actually get that strategy up and running because it will actually assist uh, greatly in terms of the bio financial viability. Of course, the element of content that has to go along with the streaming strategy. So that's something that, that, that one has to take into account. So that would be probably a 2A in terms of that one. And then um, the must carry regulation, which I also believe is actually a low hanging fruit with reference um, to actually what would happen in the first so-called here in terms of those particular kind of commercial actually negotiable terms. Um, then, of course, in relation to the 2024 elections, uh, one of the fundamentals is that SABC is a public broadcaster. It is not a state broadcaster. So the elements of impartiality uh, are very important. Um, and, of course, one as a board member has got to keep an eye in terms of ensuring the elements of impartiality, that everybody has a fair opportunity to voice um, their particular opinions, of course, in line with the elements of nation building as well. Um, regarding um, the broad market environment, um, I've, I've, I've asked this many a times in terms of our board meetings um, about doing a competitive analysis about um, other broadcasters, you know, like the BBC, those in South Korea in terms of public broadcasters, so that we can actually get a competitive analysis of how they're actually dealing with the competitive environment, like that of your Netflixes, uh, you know, your, your Disney channels, etc. So this is something that they that um, in terms of strategy, because that's the board's job is to deal with the elements in terms of strategy, is to ensure that, that we have a well, well, um, you know, defined competitive analysis um, from an international perspective. And that's something that I'm pretty good at by way of that. Um, relating to the next point in terms of, you know, um, the content, um, I do believe that, that by way of our content, um, we've got to be ready to meet the demands of our youth, um, of um, the broader South Africa. And when I say meet the demands, um, it has to be, of course, by way of actually fulfilling, fulfilling our mandate in terms of actually dealing with all the uh, languages that we have in the country and all basically in terms of the cultures, in terms of the country. Now, um, I was not present in terms of the particular aspects of special assignment. I do actually believe that special assignment was a very, very good current affairs, um, um, current affairs program. Um, but that is something that, that I would not know the finer details of. Um, by way of this, but you know, my personal opinion is is that that um, you know, by way of special assignment, I do believe that, that there was actually a very good current affairs program. 
I mentioned the lack of content, um, and that's something that, that we have to remain um, uh, relevant and meet the demands in terms of South Africans. And then, of course, the elements by way of um, corruption. Um, I have sat for many years on audit and risk. Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't sit on audit and risk on this particular occasion. But uh, this is something that the board uh, and, and and I believe that they've afforded the opportunity would need to keep a very close eye on. Um, one of the things about actually the current board is that, they, that of course, there has been, you know, particular elements where they've tried to deal with um, the necessary um, irregularities in terms of, uh, you know, spending, et cetera. And that's something that, that um, you know, as a, as a board member, I will certainly be ensuring that, that um, there is zero tolerance uh, towards corruption. So um, also by way of the, um, uh, which you've mentioned, um, the firing, um, you know, in terms of your Section 189 um, was not actually part of that particular process. But one of the fundamentals is in terms of that, that, that uh, we were given assurances, and this obviously will be coming um, to HR and Remco, and then, of course, to the, um, to, to the SABC board, that um, the hiring of people is going to be um, very much in terms of newer skills and very much actually designed for the digital space. So this is something as a new BIM, a new board member that I would be looking closely at and ensuring that, that this is uh, something that, that we take forward and not a particular issue where we actually fire and then uh, have a situation where, um, you know, there's a problem by way of what we actually, the quality in terms of what we're hiring. And that's very, very important. Um, close to my heart, I must say, um, uh, Honourable Barnard, is the element of uh, youth development. And I do believe that, that in that particular space, um, especially because of the mandate that we need to ensure that, that that we actually have more youth dealing with the digital space because they are the future of South Africa. Honourable Barnard. Thank you. Sorry, I just didn't unmute myself. Thank you very much for that input. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable uh, Barnard. I will now recognise Honourable Dr. Basop, who will then be followed by Honourable Mulala. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Um, good, good evening, uh, Doctor. Once again, I've just got two questions for you. The first one, in your presentation, you, you indicated that you once joined this uh, SABC as, as a young journalist at the time, but at the end of the day, you resigned or you left the institution. Can you tell us why did you leave the organization, what were the reasons? Then again, all of a sudden, you want to go back now as, as, as a board member. Why are you so interested to go back to SABC? That's one question. The second one, in the state uh, capture report findings, there is a glaring uh, mismanagement of funds as well as co- uh, corrupt practices. Um, you have partly uh, covered this question by, by, by indicating that you will ensure that there is zero tolerance on corruption. But the area that I'm interested in, how are you going to do that um, in practical terms? How are you going to do that, that there's a zero tolerance? Then on the same question, what mechanism would you put in place to ensure that you recover the monies that have been squandered already because there are lots of money that have been squandered in that organization, according to this report. But 
if you happen to be appointed, what is it that you are going to do to ensure that those funds are being uh, covered back to the organization? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Those are the two questions. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Honorable Basop, um, in terms of this. Um, so your first question is about, um, I've joined the SABC, and then, of course, and this was this was a, some time ago, I, I recall it was maybe, maybe possibly around about, um, actually about 20 years ago, if I recall. So uh, I stand to be corrected. I must actually just kind of um, recollect that one. But... One of the things that I think um, as an individual that you need to ensure is the element of growth, and that has been mentioned in terms of my introduction. So there are times where you believe that that if you would like to actually uh, assist the broader South Africa, deal with particular elements in terms of the development of SMEs, deal with particular elements in terms of youth development, you yourself will have to go through an element in terms of um, growth. And by way of this, um, you would need to, of course, ensure that that you would actually educate yourself. And specifically, if I'm talking about myself, um, one of the fundamentals is that I believe at that stage that I needed um, international experience. And I think international experience is very important in terms of how we actually run um, our institutions, because of then we can do the necessary comparative studies, do the necessary competitive analysis. And that's a very important component, having that international experience and international exposure, and also having the international qualifications, because it allows you to have the elements of global citizenry, so to speak. So that's that's actually the point A in in terms of your particular question. So the elements of why would I like to become a board member now that I have the necessary experience? I don't believe as a young journalist that I would have had the necessary experience to be actually a board member at that particular moment in time. So I believe that that in terms of my experience, I do have an uh, you know, an, 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 an overall kind of a bird's eye view in terms of the particular elements by way of what the broadcaster does, but also I do also believe that um, by way of um, my particular kind of um, experience in terms of the board, because boards require diversity, um, I've more of actually a a well-rounded approach. So, of course, I've sat on various boards, and I do believe that that in terms of the SABC board, um, that that, that, um, they do necessarily need the elements of experience by way of oversight and strategy that even relates to your third point. And thus, there has to be a high level of understanding in terms of impartiality and, of course, leadership. Um, The element of corporate and stakeholder experience that very much in terms of actually comes with actually engaging more uh, with all parties equal and fairly. And that's, of course, I've done that, you know, after actually being a young journalist. Um, The international experience in terms of interacting with various actually uh, uh, um, um, corporations from around the world. And this is something that um, one has to take into account in terms of actually um, one as an individual um, and the growth part that one has to have. Um, Regarding your uh, particular issue in terms of the glaring mismanagement of funds and the element of zero corruption, as I pointed out, as pointed out in uh, many of these uh, committee meetings, as well as um, the one board meeting that I've attended and also the in-committee meetings, 
I have mentioned the particular aspects in terms of uh, ensuring that there should be uh, the elements of consequence management. And of course, there needs to be a plan that needs to be crafted in terms of the elements of consequence management and recovering actually the funds that have been lost by way of corruption. At this moment in time, of course, um, you know, uh, I found it actually quite um, disturbing. And that's why in terms of irregular expenditure, I said, look, there has to be an element of consequence management and how do we move forward? So in my four four months, this is something that I've alerted um, the um, current SABC board and taken it forward. We would ensure that, that we have the necessary plans in place in terms of consequence management and the recovery um, thereof in terms of um, particular funds. I hope that, uh, Honourable Basup, uh, I've answered your particular questions. To um, Honorable Dr. Basop, may I then yes. check Honorable Mlala saying this? Yes. Still up? Honorable Mlala? Sorry, Chair. Yes, Honorable Pambo? Yeah. I, yes, I know Chair, you. I have noted on. Honorable Mlala. Yes. My hand, my hand was not up, Chair, but I just wanted to follow up on the candidate's response. Perhaps maybe if um, Honorable Mlala is bringing a different matter. Can I just follow up on this one so that we don't have many issues uh, being uh, discussed? No, I will uh, persuade Honorable Mlala because I was, I was calling him that you can make the follow-up. He will still come back to ask his questions okay. that may be different from what you're following. Yes. Proceed, Honorable Pambo. Thank you, Chair. Thank you for your indulgence. Thank you very much, ma'am. I, I, I'm just interested in how you would explain that you went into the board knowing that you do not have international experience um, and you still accepted the the post. So can you please explain that? It doesn't make sense that you only discovered when you were appointed and that you would have taken up the post. You knew before you became a member that you don't have international experience and you only attended one board member. Did did you have a Damascus moment? I'm not really convinced as to why, why would you accept the post if you knew that you don't have this experience that you think is so crucial that it would make you resign from a job that you would have, you know, applied for and you would have went through the process and only later to, to resign. Can you please explain that for me? Thank you. I think, uh, Honorable uh, Bambo, um, the question that was raised was, uh, you know, when I was actually a young journalist, why had I then resigned? Uh, in terms of being a young journalist, resigned from the SABC. Um, and I, if I recall, I've mentioned that that, that, um, that was to ensure that, that, that I developed more international experience by way of actually um, ensuring that, that, that I've uh, done the necessary the degrees, because, of course, um, I was also awarded with the necessary scholarships in terms of that. Um, it does not apply to the board, which is very much a recent actually um, uh, undertaking in terms of that. So um, I, I do have the relevant national um, international experience in terms of um, the SABC board, which I joined in June 2022 of this year. Uh, that was actually 20 years ago. And uh, by way of that, um, I did mention that that 
one of the fundamentals in terms of ensuring that they're that um, as an individual, um, that you would need to uh, have an element in terms of individual growth uh, to ensure that, that, that you also want to actually transfer those particular skills, but you would need to also go through the, re- the, the, the relevant actually growth path. So that was actually roughly about 20 years ago. And now, of course, uh, in terms of the SABC board, um, um, there's all the particular elements in terms of international experience, which has been done over the years uh, in uh, within those 20 particular years. Honorable Bambo, I hope uh, Bambo, I hope that I've answered that particular question and the clarification thereof. No, thank you very much, Chair, for indulgence. Thank you, ma'am. You've answered me. Thank you. And thank you, Honorable Mlala. You will understand it was important to make this intervention so that the notes could be clarified. Uh, Honorable Umlala? Yeah, no, no, I do understand, Chair. Uh, Thanks very much, Chair, and uh, uh, Dr. Rene, uh, good afternoon, or good evening, actually. It's quite late. Uh, I've got uh, two questions for you. most of the we interviewed today uh, talking about the of the board on the administration. Uh, I would like you, because uh, I'd like you to describe to us what is your understanding uh, between the the board, the administration, and the shareholder. Uh, in the sense, where do you actually happen uh, interference? Uh, if if you could just describe that for for the community, so that what is your understanding? Uh, we understand the board's role is oversight, but sometimes oversight is called interference and so on. So if you could just uh, clarify that your understanding with regard to the interface relation between the three. That's my first question. The second one is since you've been uh, in the SABC board now since June, uh, have you seen the contribution of the commercial arm of SABC as it relates to the public mandate? or it's just a purely commercial? If you could just explain to us your understanding uh, of these uh, twin roles you see both as a business and uh, as, as, as a part of implementing the public mandate. Uh, thanks, ma'am. I think those are my two questions. Okay, thank you so much, uh, um, uh... Um, Honourable uh, Molala, um, so I couldn't hear it quite um, clearly, but uh, my understanding in terms of your first question was, um, you know what I mean, the relationship or uh, between um, the administration, um, and that is, of course, the C-suite, and the shareholder and the SABC board. 
I will maintain that in terms of the SABC board, it is there to, of course, as mentioned, to provide oversight, but it's there to also provide the elements of strategy and, of course, actually kind of leading um, um, the, 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 the necessary organization by way of strategy and how we also need to ensure the financial sustainability of the board. And more actually broadly is just to actually ensure by way of our stakeholders, the elements by way of diversity, ensuring that they, that we that by way of actually um, the SABC, that, that it is according to the Broadcast Act, the aspect in terms of universal access, um, and that, I think, is fundamental in terms of that. By way of the shareholder, I, I do believe that there needs to be more work, and this was from the operation side, of understanding what is it that our shareholder needs and requires. And I've mentioned this um, by way of, and I, I, I recall it was actually by way of actually Professor Barnard, in terms of even the content, that's a very important component uh, in terms of ensuring that they that um, we, we drive the SABC forward. It has to be relevant content, relevant to actually our shareholders at the end of the day. And I think I'll stop there in terms of that. And perhaps maybe if you would like to, might be to highlight anything further. Um, in terms of the um, uh, SABC with reference to the particular elements by way of um, your commercial arm, I mean, of course, um, you have the PBS and the PCS. And by way of this, um, I do believe that, that with reference to um, uh, radio, which has a, 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 a really, if you look at their, their market share, it's, it's over 70% of the market share uh, and very much actually providing for, um, you know, uh, the particular access to all in South Africa. I do believe that, that by way of um, our particular aspects by way of our commercial channels, even in terms of specifically television, there has been actually losses and that very much actually aligns to the issue of content relevance at the end of the day. And of course, um, you know, by way of content relevance, that means that, that many of our particular actually uh, South Africans um, would like, would probably would opt for something else, another channel, rather than actually kind of looking towards SA, SABC. And I do believe that, that in terms of our, our strategy, and that's the digital strategy, the OTT strategy, I think that's going to be something that's going to be very important to ensure we have the sustainability and the growth of the SABC. Um, I hope that that's, um, um, that's actually indeed answers, answered your questions, Honorable Manala. I think Just on, uh, on a follow-up, Chair. Yes, Honourable. Yeah, I think you, you, uh, Dr. Horn, you've answered part of my question. Maybe you did not hear the other part. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the other part was on the interference on the board, on the administration. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what is your experience in that regard? Is there interference? Uh, there's also interference in terms of... Uh, the 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 the, <clears throat> the 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 newsroom. This there was oh. also a report about that. So I wanted to hear your understanding of that, and if that is still uh, persistent or is not there, or what do you believe in? You believe that there is interference, or there isn't interference. Uh, thank you so much, uh, um, Honourable Malala, in terms of that particular question, which I did not hear uh, the second part by way of interference. So um, 
I, I do um, understand that, that before my time, that was before June, um, there may have been a particular kind of elements in terms of interference, um, but I cannot actually um, account for that or, um, you know, by way of that. But the one thing that I need to stress in terms of the current and the uh, future board is that um, we have to have an element in terms of impartiality. Um, I will be one of the first to actually raise my hand and say that and, and, and actually kind of um, ask people by way of the SABC board itself to very much actually, um, you know what I mean, account if there are if there are any elements of in, uh, you know partiality or any elements in terms of interference, uh, one has to take into account that that um, as the public public broadcaster and we all are very much aware of this that we have to give everybody an equal equal opportunity and universal access and of course we need to make sure that all voices are heard and we have to do this in an impartial manner. So. Um, any SABC board members that are prescribing to an element of interference, that would be something that, they, that we would have to actually bring to book um, um, by way of actually calling um, those particular kind of um, um, individuals um, by way of actually saying, well, you know, this is not the way we actually go about doing business. Um, on terms of actually by way of your operations, um, the SABC um, board, and this is what I've seen does not get involved in terms of operations. Um, this is what I've actually kind of, um, you know, by way of actually my 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 uh, period since June, um, I have not actually seen um, any levels by way of interference in terms of this. Um, and and as mentioned, you know, by way of um, you know starting in June, um, you know, with the with the, the various kind of meetings that I've, that that one has had. Um, there, there, there has been no elements so far in terms of interference. Um, I do understand that, that the, the levels of governance are being worked out. And I think that, that of course, that would necessarily be beefed up um, in terms of the, the, the SABC new board, which if afforded opportunity, I'd like to also ensure that, that we work on that by way of impartiality. Um, so thank you very much, um, Honorable Malala. Thank you, Honorable Malala. Um, may I just check if there's any member I may be leaving uh, out before we get to wrap up on the with the candidate. So if there's no other hand, um, just want to go back to the point raised by Honorable Mulala uh, in, in terms of the relationship, uh, the management, the board, then the shareholder in this case uh, as represented by the minister. Uh, I think the point really is the word independence and how do you locate these role players in the context of the independence of uh, the SAPC as a national broadcaster? The SAPC as a public broadcaster at all times should be independent. And I think that um, that is something that is a, a non-negotiable uh, by way of um, how the SABC board should run its business. Um, and of course, we've got various elements uh, by way of our particular kind of legislation that are very much aligns to that is the element of independence. So this is something that they, that uh, by way of the new board, um, you know, we would need to ensure that they, that um, we keep um, editorial independence um, Non, you know, the aspect in terms of impartiality very much in check, specifically, um, a chair when we're coming up to the elections, where I know that, that, that of course, there are, is going to be actually many, many actual voices 
uh, where um, they would like to have uh, a particular say and elements of partiality in terms of this. As the public broadcaster, we would have to remain independent. And that's something that they, that um, I'm very, 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 very actually firm about and, and ensuring that, they, that we also have that editorial actually, um, um, you know, code of conduct at the end of the day. Chair? Thank you, uh, Dr. Rene. We now come back to you in the three minutes yes. uh, to speak to the committee uh, and thereafter wrap up. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, uh, um, uh, Chair and, and, and Honorable Members. It's, it's, it's really been actually an, an absolute uh, privilege um, you know, to afford me this particular opportunity, as stated that I've started in June 2022. Um, and of course, I do believe by way of the necessary experience that one um, has, that um, I would be able to provide, because of course, I'm also part of the SABC handover task team, I would actually ensure that that by way of a proper handover, that we have a clear, clear vision so we can hit the ground running. And of course, um, one of the fundamentals is that I would like to actually ensure that I make a viable contribution, uh, not only just to the SABC, but the public um, as a whole. And that obviously means that, that we would need to have financial uh, viability. Um, if afforded the opportunity, as mentioned, in terms of uh, um, some of the honourable members um, in terms of how would we do a turnaround strategy. And I believe that, that in terms of this, uh, we're looking at that must carry a regulation. We're looking at particular aspects in terms of a critical part. And of course, the OTT streaming strategy, the, ele- the elements of providing actually better contact uh, content uh, for uh, our viewers at the end of the day so that, that we meet their particular demands. And of course, I'm very passionate about the elements of youth development. So hoping that that, um, that by way of the broader South Africa, that we can actually see um, by way of uh, uh, many of the um, um, honorable members that have spoken about this is in terms of also, uh, you know, 400 people have left. Um, and, and what are we going to see in the near future? So that would be actually something that, that we would need to keep a close eye on and ensure that, that we have the various skills, but also ensuring the elements of youth development. Um, perhaps maybe, and you know, you don't fail, you know, you fell forward quickly. So of course, in terms of the media levy, this is something that we'll still try to actually pursue. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, fundamental is the growth of the organization and taking it into 4IR so that it can actually better uh, serve the broader South Africa. So I thank you for your time and it has been an absolute privilege. Um, Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Dr. Owen. As I said, we have come to uh, the conclusion of uh, this engagement and I'm sure you have uh, drawn some lessons from uh, the questions that honourable members would have raised and surely your responses, they would have also learned from that. Uh, as I said, beyond the interview and how we need to interact with the SAPC uh, going forward. Just to deal That's with the formalities, um, with regard to further questions post the interview, we have uh, the administration um, that has been working with yourself to prepare for this interview can interact with them. Uh, but as far as the decision-making and the political process, uh, you, you can be guaranteed that our meetings are open to the public. You can follow through until uh, the end of uh, the processes we're engaged in. 
um, and, and therefore, once it gets to the other side of decision making, uh, our, our task would have come to an end once we get to the house. So I thought it's important that I clarify that so that if you have got further questions uh, on the process, you can interact with the administration or at least follow the proceedings uh, until, the, until the end. So that's how transparent uh, our processes are. Uh, thanks once again for making time uh, to come before the committee and agreeing to be rescheduled last year. You expected to be earlier on. Thank you. As we as we offload you, uh, we would uh, be asking the committee support to just ensure the other candidate is also uh, put on the platform. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Members. All the best. Thank you. Mr. Davini. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Um, the following candidate is Mr. Tinguanya Nemuba. He's on the platform at the moment, Chair. Thank you. Mr. Mr. Moba, can you hear us? I see you're muted, your camera is still off, so I just want to be sure that you can hear us and just unmute and switch on your video camera. Okay, Chairperson, I'm trying to call him on, on the side. Uh, Chairperson? Uh, Chairperson? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Chairperson, I, I think I, I, I survived. I had a technical glitch and, and, and my apology for that. Okay. No, no, you, you, you are welcome. We, we saw you on the platform, on the platform but uh, yes. you remained muted. And we're worried that you may be talking to yourself, thinking uh, you are. We, we, this, this technology allows us to talk to ourselves, Chair. <laughs> so, so please feel welcome. Uh, you, you are now uh, uh, appearing before the committee, uh, but this is a subcommittee of the Committee on Communications and Digital Technologies uh, provided for in terms of National Assembly rules meaning that uh, we report to the main committee in terms of taking processes uh, forward. So the subcommittee has been put together to perform the task of the appointment process for the SABC board, for which you have been nominated uh, uh, for and shortlisted, hence you are before this subcommittee. 
the subcommittees constituted uh, proportional to the size of uh, electoral support as the 2019 elections for political parties. So therefore, it is uh, quite a representative uh, committee uh, with all the other parties, even though we work uh, as a group of parliamentarians uh, to represent uh, the electorate. Without a waste of uh, time, uh, I will uh, then in that score uh, just explain briefly how we are going to approach uh, this engagement. And, and, and you'll hear the choice of words is not to stay the interview, uh, but an engagement so that uh, we also engage honestly with us uh, and through the questions of members and your responses. We should both learn from that uh, even beyond the interviews as we play an oversight role over the SABC, uh, even beyond uh, the interview. So we're looking, we're looking at 45 minutes, but as you know, the engagement sometimes would uh, overlap a bit, as yep. it has been the case today. Um, but it can also be shorter depending on uh, the questions and the responses that get uh, uh, given. Um, so in the in the forty five minutes, we'll briefly introduce uh, who are the members uh, of the subcommittee. Uh, from that, we'll then give you five minutes uh, to briefly introduce yourself, uh, also indicating, of course, your expertise, experience, skills uh, that would make you to be considered for for the board. Uh, a recommendation. So once that is done, we'll then get members to ask questions. And I want to state this up front that the members would not be limited to the five minutes introduction you make because they've had an opportunity of going through uh, your CV in detail. And therefore the questions could go uh, beyond just uh, the brief introduction of five minutes you do. Once the members are done with their questions, if there's any matter to highlight from what has been raised and did not come out clear, I may have to come back as the chair just to highlight that point so that you clarify. Uh, Further than that, we'll then have maximum three minutes again to yourself to address the committee as your your last point before we actually wrap up uh, this interaction with you. I hope that is uh, uh, quite clear. I will start now with the brief introduction, starting uh, with Honorable Mtembu from the African National Congress. Honorable Mtembu, can you still hear us? Honorable Mtembu, I see you are muted. Can you still hear us? Thank you, Chair. I'm here. Okay, Honorable Mtembo from the African National Congress, followed by Honorable Dr. Basop. Honorable Dr. Basop, I see on the platform, but you're yeah, muted either way. But can you thank you, thank you, Comrade yes. Chair. I'm, I'm available, but I've got a problem of network. Yes, uh, yeah. we hear you, Honorable Basop. And I can confirm it's not a robot. Uh, it's Honorable Dr. Basop throughout. Uh, so 
We will now move to Honorable Mlala from the African National Congress. Honorable Mlala, as Honorable yeah. Mlala. Good, good evening, Jerry. Uh, good evening, uh, I'm available. Okay. Uh, myself, Honorable Manili, who's also the chair uh, from the African National Congress. We have uh, Honorable Bambo from the EFF. I, I see you uh, coming in and out. Are you in now? Yeah, Chair, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have Honorable uh, uh, Kola Barnett from the Democratic Alliance. Uh, I see your video is on, but I don't see you. Oh, I oh, hope you are not out. Okay, says the virtual background is still loading. I think my laptop's getting tired. There I am. Thank you, Chair. I'm here and serving. Thank you, Honorable Kola Barnett from the Democratic Alliance. Honorable uh, Majosi from the IFP, can you now hear? Yes, Chair, I'm here. Okay, Honorable Machosi has joined us. So we have almost all the members on, on the platform. Uh, that's the brief introduction. Uh, so that representation uh, is now demonstrated to you. We we'll now give you the five minutes, Mr. Uh, Huwa, to briefly introduce yourself. Over to Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, let, let me put a disclaimer. Uh, due to the technicalities that we are facing, I'm, I'm, I'm using uh, facilities which do not belong to me, but they belong to to my brother. In case you see a name that is not appearing on my CV, uh, my apologies, Chairperson and Honourable Members, I will not go into the details of the CV and qualifications. And 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 as as they said. There's a verification process that is going on, and given the limited time, I will focus on, on on my board experience, my board experiences, and why I I I should be considered for this for this uh, uh, board membership. Recording in progress. Yeah, I was I, I was fortunate to be appointed to the to the SABC board in 2017, and I would have served five year term by the 15th of October 2022, and by God's grace. I will still be <clears throat> alive to complete this tenure. I have served in 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 in, in various committees uh, of the board, except the digital and 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 and, and feed committee. I, I I agree to serve in committees whereby the 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 governance and nomination uh, uh, considered my skills and 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 considered my skills, and and I never agreed with them because. I had hated to, to serve in a committee whereby I'm not going to add value and consideration was, was, was made on my skills and, and my experience. Hence, they allocated me committees where I should serve. Chair and honorable members, I also had an opportunity to serve in the city of Johannesburg, parastatal called Joshko, uh, uh, which is the Johannesburg Social Housing Company in 29. Chair, I currently serve in another state-owned entity, which is which is which is which is Prasa, and also serve in the audit committee, uh, audit and risk committee of its subsidiaries called Interside and Auto Autopex. In, in in brief, chair, I I I I gain a requisite experience in corporate governance, compliance, HR, news, marketing, social and ethics, 
and the SOE experience and, and various uh, uh, legislative frameworks as they are appearing on my CV and also ethical leadership and strategy. I just want to share with members uh, briefly uh, in terms of in terms of what what was expected when one joined the board in in 2017, which is the period transcending from the from the 2017 to the 2019 whereby it was a stabilizing phase after the, the occurrence of the, of the uh, ad hoc committee, uh, which looked which look into, the, into the operations of the SABC. And, and I'll call that a, a stabilizing phase. You recall, Chair, Chair, Chairperson, that, they were, that, that there was that ad hoc committee and that ad hoc committee came up with some recommendations. And, and, and the committee had to deal with those recommendations and they were held accountable. By this very same committee, which 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 which, which, which you, you, you spoke about, and one of the things that uh, the, the 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 committee had to develop, the board had to develop, together with the with the assistance of the GTEC and the National Treasury and the oversight of the Department of Communications by then, was to stabilize the business and also to come up to come up with the development of a turnaround plan. And thanks to the to the expertise that we're getting from the from the from the national treasury, and also from the from the from the from the GTEC, and board members played a critical role. And in that period, chair, we dealt with legacy governance issues. And and you would recall, chair, uh, and members uh, uh, that we had to implement the public protector uh, recommendations, and we also had to uh, implement the auditor general recommendations. And also, we had to deal with the SIU, Special Investigative Unit findings, and, 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 and those findings are still continuing as, as, as I'm speaking to you now. And also had to deal with the implementation of the forensic investigations. It was quite a difficult time. Uh, hence, I was, I'm, I'm referring to it as a stabilizing period. Chair, I, I had an opportunity to, of, of being a member of uh, the IOD, IOD, which is the Institutional Directors, and I've, I've, I've retained their membership. Chair, I went through some, some corporate governance uh, uh, exposure in terms of training uh, at the IOTSA. I think they, they are very clearly in my, in my CV. Uh, I also had to expose myself to further governance uh, experiences and, and then practices somewhere. And hence, I participated uh, in the webinars of the governance, Good Governance Academy. And also, my, 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 my attendance, uh, 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 the participation, the copies of my participations are therefore attached for your ease of reference. Chair, I, I also participated in some programs, uh, 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 training programs at the Brasa level, at the, at the board induction level, and I never undermined any training opportunity that was given by either of the two bodies, which is the SAPC and Brasa, and also the, the Joshko that I, that I mentioned. And, Reputable organizations, which are specialists in corporate governance, were able to be invited to share, to share their experiences. Just in brief, chair, my 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 I I I, I did part. Uh, chair, can you hear you? Um, you can hear me. Thank you very much, chair. Just that once I appear, support the rep in that part. Okay, but, no, no, no. I thought maybe. There is something wrong that I had done on 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 on, on my side. No. Yeah, I I I, I I just want to touch on the on on the board evaluation which was conducted in the two organizations where I served. 
and the board of, of evaluation at the SABC, which was conducted recently, uh, uh, rated me a 3.7 out of 4, which is the confidence that my fellow board members have shown, not because of favoritism, but because of the role that I played in the, in the, in, in, in the board. I regarded that as a fair evaluation and, and, and I believe that at your level, you would be able to make further assessments uh, in terms of that report. And I, I believe that it is actually sitting with the share shareholder. And I don't know what the processes must be followed in terms of you having access to that, but I did perform very well. Same applies to my participation in the, in the PRASA board evaluation. I, it was very outstanding. And because I take my responsibility very serious as a, as a board member, I therefore want to appreciate the fairness that was given in that, in, in that regard in terms of those evaluations. And Chair, I, I, I possess various qualifications, as you have seen, and I did indicate in my CV, uh, uh, which, is the, which, is, which is there for public consumption and which has been circulated in your platforms. And then members are able to, criti- to scrutinize. And further, that you had indicated that after this process, there would be an additional process uh, going on. I'm very comfortable now, Chair, that you had indicated that this is not an interview, it's, 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 it's an engagement. And my attention is east now. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, of course, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the minute uh, extra uh, that would have happened later when we give you the next. My apologies, Chair. Thank you. Uh, may I then uh, invite honorable members uh, who would want to interact? I see honorable Kola Barnard, uh, one. In case I do not see your hand, please. To shout to indicate. Chair. Uh, Honorable uh, Molala. Let's take those in the meantime and uh, proceed. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, I'm going to go straight to the elephant in the room, as it were. Um, it seems that um, during your tenure um, at the SABC, uh the there came a scandal um over your doctoral degree uh indeed the university of limpopo which institution you took to court and lost um refused to award you your doctoral degree uh you were suspended where you were at that stage the director for communications you were deregistered as a student you were then fired uh termination of a five year contract as marketing and communications executive director because of the allegations that you'd hired two Zimbabweans who you flew into the country to write your thesis. So what I think is needed from you is an explanation for this entire unsavory business. Thank you. Thank you very much, honorable member. I just want to put it on record that I've never been suspended uh, from the University of Limpopo. That's the first thing. The second part is that I was never fired. And let me put the matters into context. Uh, I did in, uh, uh, for a fact that I took the matter to court on, agent, uh, on, on agency basis, and I did, I did lose on agency basis, but not on the facts. 
uh, as, 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 as they, 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 they were put. And I'm not sure as whether the, 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 the what you call the, the judgment is there on the safely for you to go and verify. Unfortunately, Chair, as, as members, members of the public, we are subjected to code of public opinion with, with no facts. And, and I'm not the only person who has been subjected to that process. I want to indicate that this matter, Chair, was raised twice by, 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 by Parliament. Uh, and when it was raised twice by Parliament uh, through the shareholder, I did respond to this, to this, to this matters extensively, and the records will show if you were to verify further, uh, chairperson and members of the, of the, of the, of the team, honorable members, you would be able to see that I had responded in the two occasions in which it was fingered. Uh, I don't want to go into, into, to, to very much details because there, there, there is what you call as, I'm not sure as what I would be impeding on the subjudicate rule. Because this matter is before courts and the matter is at the Supreme Court of Appeal now. Uh, uh, but what I want to emphasize is that though the matter is at the Supreme Court of Appeal, there has never been a time when we dealt with the merits and the demerits of the case. Uh, I just want to address the questions of the, of the choosing, but there has never been a time unless in the public, uh, in the media, Whereby there is evidence that was shown that my doctoral degree, which I believe I, 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 I will qualify for it next, uh, when these processes have been concluded. And because we have not even gone to trial to, to test the merits and the demerits of the case, we have not gone to the trial. So for the record chair, I want to indicate that I've never been suspended by the University of Limpopo. I have never been fired by the University of Limpopo. If you go into the records of what we availed to the shareholder by then, you will, you will be able to indicate, you will be able to know and attest for yourself that I was actually the big victim whose, whose, whose contract was terminated, uh, uh, whose contract was terminated without a due process. And I wish that members can actually go further as you do your oversight role to go and investigate circumstances of BK Mukuba at the University of Limpopo. And I'm very certain that there's a lot that you can avail. For now, I just want to respect the subjudicate rule in, in the fact that the matter is, is at the Supreme Court of Appeal, and I don't want to detail so much information about it. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, I, I now recognize Honorable Kolabanat. You are your final response. Can I move to the next member? Yes, I, I will probably have a follow-up a bit later. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Honorable Klobanat. I now recognize Honorable Tembo. Please proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, good evening, sir. Good evening, Honorable Tembo. Hey. You, 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 you said uh, when you introduce yourself, you don't want to be to serve in a committee where you do not add value. That uh, give me a clear indication that uh, you want to add value when you happen to be in an, in an SAPC report. 
I, I, in the last five, five years of my participation, which I have been... Let me finish, and then, then you'll... You, you Let me finish the question. Um, I think there was a break probably thought you, you are done. You can proceed, Honorable Chair. My apologies. Thank, thank you, thank you, Honorable Chair. Then you, 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 you can expand what kind of value you, 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 you want to add in this institution, in the sector of finance, um, in sustaining financially uh, in that area of, of, of finance. You can, you can add a value of sustainability. As we all understand that SABC sometimes we're struggling when it comes to finance. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, uh, Chairperson, can I speak now? You, you can move in. I, I just make it a point that I don't come in between so that there was a gap, I think, that confused you like uh, the member would have completed. Otherwise, I wanted to be interactive. Can proceed. I, I, I just want to go to the issue of the value add and, and also just adding numbers. And I had indicated to, to, to the to, to, to honorable members that the, the, the evaluation processes that were done at, at both SABC and, and PRASA had indicated my commitment to the kind of the work that uh, is expected from, from, for, a, for, for, for a reputable board member. Uh, in many cases, you would find that in some boards, people do sit and, and, and only co- uh, collect fees, which is very unfortunate. And that is evidence in, in, the, in many number of investigations that, that were made. I had indicated that I started adding value in the SABC in 2017, and I, and I had listed a number of interventions where I have been since 2017. But let me indicate that uh, I, I did, I did uh, put a disclaimer that I've not been part of the finance, uh, uh, finance investment and procurement uh, committee, which is called FIP, and I've not been part of the, of the, of the digital committee. Chair, when you sit at the SABC, uh, you see we, we, we're starting with an organization that was coming from a, from a very dismal, dismal environment when we joined in 2017. And then through re- various interventions, one of the interventions that was done when we joined and which we found having been done by the previous interim board in order for, to sustain the, the organization, number one, was that at, at that level, they established a, a, a committee, which was called a payment committee, which was dealing with, 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 with various suppliers, pay, payment of suppliers chaired by, 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 by one board member, I won't mention his name because I don't have permission to do that, but it was a payment committee. That was an approach to sustain the organization, which was which was very pleading. Secondly, there was a turnaround uh, a plan that was developed and I indicated earlier on, which, 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 which resulted in a, a, a plan being submitted to the National Treasury for a bailout, bailout of $3.2 billion. Over and above that, there was an oversight responsibility which was performed by this very committee, whereby 
on, 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 on quarterly basis, we have to uh, indicate how we, we have performed in terms of the bailout. Uh, since that bailout, and, and I, I, I did, I, I, I really want to make a commitment that with the strategies that are there now, it would not be possible for the SABC to go back to where it was prior to, 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 to the, end, the, the, the interim board tenure and prior to, the, to, to, to this board tenure. Because there are measures in place that are put, and austerity measures is one of the things that we, we proudly say we have put in, and which, 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 it will make it very unpopular if you put austerity measures in the organization, especially maybe from the employees, because you do, you do certain, you cut certain things that they might have enjoyed, like conferences, like seminars, and all these other things, in order for the sustainability of the organization. We went through that. And I think at the level where we are now, we, 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 if, 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 if appointed back into the committee, uh, Honorable Mutembu, we will be able to share the experiences with the new members. And it will be vital for them to have this, uh, 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 <clears throat> to have this history so that going on, we don't create the instability that was observed in the previous, in the previous pause. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I hope I did. I uh, addressed the, 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 the questions appropriately, but I'm, I'm ready for a follow-up. Honorable Tembo, you are fine. Can I move then to Honorable Mulala? Thank you, Honorable Chair. I'm fine. Honorable Mulala, recognized. Can you proceed? Yeah, thanks, Chair. Uh... <clears throat> You have been there, the SABC, uh, during the turbulent uh, tsunamis in the SABC. Can you briefly tell us uh, what key lessons have you learned in terms of you've been there before, uh, during the interim and so on? Uh, what are the key lessons that you would want to take over to the new board? Uh, heavy with with that experience, and maybe just a follow up on one question that was raised uh, uh, in your response. You you spoke about the payment committee, which, in my literal understanding, might mean a supply chain sort of in uh, at the level of the board. Now, my question would be, what would what is your understanding of the interface between the board, the administration, and the shareholder? Uh, because uh, that committee might have been an intervention, sort of. But I would want you to, to uh, extrapolate on uh, this interface between the board, the shareholder, and the administration. And in your assessment, what is the what is the relationship now? Are you comfortable with both the shareholder, the administration, uh, as a board member? <clears throat> and maybe the last question would be on the role of the commercial arm of SABC, vis-à-vis uh, the public. Do you see the commercial arm contributing to the public mandate? Uh, and and if that is not the case, why? Uh, thanks. 
Thanks, Honorable Mlala. And let me start with the key lessons that I have learned. And, and, and because by the time when I appeared for the first time at the SABC in 2017, and, and by then I was, I was busy with my doctoral research, and which, is, which, is, which, is a, which is based on corporate governance. One of the things that I had said, which after reading various literature, reviews is that one has to understand the legislative framework that 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 governs uh, the SABC and because the SABC is a very unique it's not like any other SEO SOE many do exist but they don't have the same attention as the as, as the SABC that that is number one number two chair when when you go through the 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 the, the the, the board orientation processes. Don't undermine the board orientation processes because they expose you to the prevalence of the board charter and what the board charter entails. They also uh, uh, expose you to the, the, to, to the principal act, which is the Companies, companies Act. They also expose you to the memorandum of, of, of incorporation and both the memorandum of cooperation is very clear. And, uh, and answering your third question is very clear because it tells you about the relationship between the shareholder and the board and the reporting framework that happens between those bodies, those two bodies. Therefore, the relationship between your, uh, the board and the shareholder uh, is very important for the sustainability of the organization. And I can, I can mention, uh, having gone through various literature, that the, if you don't have that relationship and you don't respect your boundaries, you will not be able to sustain uh, that kind of a relationship. And members of the board would know that there is what you call a matogenic judgment. And that matogenic judgment affirms what I'm, uh, I'm speaking about, which keeps Clearly, what is the role of the board? What is the role of the shareholder? And that space must be respected. Uh, uh, and also, one of the critical stakeholders uh, in this environment, which also must be respected uh, in terms of the legislative framework, is this committee, the, 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 the Parliamentary Committee on Communication and Digital Technologies. Number two is the, is the also the SCOPA uh, must also because we appear through, uh, through, through the SCOPA. And we are accountable also in terms of the quarterly reports that we make uh, on a quarterly basis to this very same committee, whereby we ask questions, but those are processed through the board uh, prior to be them being uh, uh, presented at yourselves as members of the committee. And, and we are equally accountable uh, to 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 these these committees. So the relationship between the shareholder and and the board is very much important. And then, as I indicated, the Madogian judgment is very clear in terms of what is the role of the shareholder and the role of the uh, 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 of, of of the board. When you are in the board, one of the lessons that I've learned, Honorable Lala, is 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 when you sit in the committees. One of the things that you must understand is the terms of reference of that committee. 
Because if you don't understand the terms of references of the committee, you'll find yourself meddling into the operational issues which are delegated to uh, to the group ESCO, although you are supposed to play an oversight role. So that gives you guidance in terms of in terms of, of, of how you should operate at the committee level. I had an opportunity of participating in various committees uh, and, and I have read the terms of reference very clear and, and I, I know that at times certain matters uh, have been raised and when the matters are raised, you should be able to know at the oversight level what is your role and what is the executive role. But that does not mean that you do not kick, you, you, you don't, you don't hold the executive accountable. You do hold the executive accountable when they report to the committees and you are entitled to ask as many questions as possible for, 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 for the sake of clarity and for the sake of your fiduciary duties. My apology chair. The, 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 I think I dealt with that issue of the interface and let me clarify the issue of the payment committee which was introduced by the then interim board, the, the then interim board that we joined uh, in 2017. The reason for the, for, for the interim, uh, for, the, for the payment committee was not usurp the responsibility of the supply chain. And I had indicated that the organization was bleeding and that there has to be, there had to be a, a financial viability of the organization and if you recall, when we come into the parliamentary committee, we're indicating that we have got so many number of lawyers that are so many number of summons. And, and, and what we found very wanting, <laughs> uh, 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 hence the interim board and, and subsequently ourselves until we appointed the GCEO and the finance, uh, chief financial officer and the chief operating officer. The, the, this, committee, this committee existed to, to, to look at what is available in the kitty in order to pay, to, 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 to pay suppliers. And one of the things that we have seen and, 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 and is that small business people during that time were suffering and only bigger people were being paid. And there was a level of favoritism that was observed by the interim board and also shared with us when we, we, we came into substantive board. So the committee was not there to usurp the responsibility of supply chain uh, uh, of the SCN or, or any other procurement process, but to control what was available in the kitty. And, and we were not paying. We, at the end of the day, the acting GCEO by then, the acting CFO by then, were, given, were, were, were going through that, that, that process. And, 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 and hence I'm saying, I don't want to indicate the name of the person where I don't have permission to mention, but I will only mention the committee. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, I just check if uh, I'm leaving any member now. Um, Honorable uh, who has spoken, Honorable uh, Allah has spoken. Uh, Honorable Pambo. Yeah, I think uh, let me just have a bite because uh, it seems like the candidate is having it easy now. There are no questions coming his way. How should the um, SABC balance, you know, the the, the public mandate? Uh, essential to ensure that you know uh, everyone has access to information, 
and uh, that the competitive nature of media, rather the media space, especially with the emergence of uh, uh, online platforms, you know, challenging the the, the traditional broadcasting. Uh, thank you very much, honourable member, and 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 I, I just noticed now when you were you were asking the question that I there was one question that was asked by honourable uh, uh, Molala that I had not tackled, which speaks to the commercial arm uh, of the organisation vis-à-vis the public mandate, and I think I'll, I'll coin them, coin them together. The SAP is a is a, is a public broadcaster and has got a certain responsibility that goes into, in, into the public. And then there is a greater expectation for, uh, uh, for SABC to carry a public mandate, uh, 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 which, is, which, is, which is not funded. And we, we, we expect to borrow from the commercial arm of the organization in order to sponsor for, 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 that, man, for, for that kind of a mandate. And Honorable Bambo, the, the online platforms and SABC is, is, is part of the competitive edge in terms of those online platforms. And if we are not able to change, we will not be able to participate. There, there are so many uh, experiences in the sector and, and, and it is important that we, each and every time when we review our strategy, we must also look at the competition and look at the kind of the public that we are serving. The youth of today might, might not necessarily be interested into, in, into what is what the middle age or the older age are looking at. But how do we then make sure that we accommodate all sectors in, the, in, in, in order to subscribe to the public mandate as, 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 as outlined? It's, it is also very important to look into the, to the, to the kind of the, the funding that, that exists. Hence, I had indicated that the commercial arm to a certain degree, has to has to has, has to sponsor the the, the, the the public mandate resource resource resources resource, resources permitting, and it is important that we don't lose the confidence of the public by not uh, uh, coming back to like 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 funerals for an example. During the funerals, for an example, there is an expectation that uh, certain funerals needs to be covered. And it, it's and those, those 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 are not catered for in terms of in, in terms of the resources, but it's, a, it's, a, it's something that has to be done in the interest of the public. And I don't want to mention quite a number of activities, but it's very important. But the SABC has to, and it has attempted to do that to respond to the online in order to cater for the various categories of 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 the audiences. Either at the youth level, either at the at the, at the, at the middle age level, either at the older level, uh, at, 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 the, at the older level. So, 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 the question is: part of the strategies that we have must also uh, uh, be relevant to the audience that that we are serving, and also be mindful that we are dealing with competition here, and the competition with, which is very stiff. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Honorable Bambo, uh, Honorable Kolabanat, you're making follow-up, yes. and I recognize you to proceed. Thank you. Yes, a follow-up. I, I've been looking again at the matter that I raised, um, 
And to quote from the vice chancellor at the University of Limpopo, um, he said they're of the opinion that having carefully considered their options, it's in their best interests to terminate your employment contract. That was September the 9th, 2019. Initially, you were put on special leave. So the way I read that is you were first suspended and then fired. But you said earlier that you were not suspended and not fired. I'm not sure if it's uh, semantics or what. Um, I, I've looked, there are over a dozen reports on this matter as it happened. Um, so are you saying that those reports are all wrong because it does seem you lost in court and are now appealing that judgment? Please clarify for me. Chairperson, let, let me, let me, let me take members, uh, because I'm a, I'm a member of the public and it's important that whatever I say now should go and be verified with my permission or without my permission. And I want to go back to, 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 to honorable member and say, indeed, my, my contract was terminated on the, on September 2019. But let me take you, the public, through, through that process. I have never, I've, I, I personally am the one who spoke to the vice chancellor and, and said to him, for the sake of this investigation, let me recuse myself from the activities of the university so that I'm not able to, uh, to, to, to be labeled as interfering into the processes. And, 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 and I, I cannot contest the veracity of the letter of the vice chancellor, because it was not written by me. It was written by him. And in that letter, I think there is a portion whereby he indicated that he had consulted with me. And I can put it very clear and under a lie detector and indicate that I had never had that interaction with him before issuing that letter. Number one, there were charges that were preferred against me. And when the charges were preferred against me, uh, I was going through a DC process. And as I was going through a DC process, that's where I, I, I would prove my innocence in terms of the allegations that were put to me. Unfortunately, the initiator, the initiator, the initiator, may his soul rest in peace, unfortunately passed on. And the process was delayed. By, 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 by the, the, the university appointing a new initiator. And, and in the process of the exchange between lawyers, uh, in terms of the days, when I was expecting to appear before a DC, unfortunately, I was to appear on the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 4th of December in 2019. In the September that the honorable member is mentioning, that is when I received a letter of termination of my contract, the termination of my contract, and not only not through a messenger, through an email. And I, I request members to go and investigate these processes because in the report that I sent to the, to, to, to the shareholder through a parliamentary question, I did indicate, and I'll reveal the number of pages together with the annexures that we, we, we were given to the parliamentary committee is 335 pages of a report, which was very detailed. And if mem- and I wish members 
honorable chairperson and members, go back into that report and then acquaint yourself with that. And hence, I had indicated earlier on, I regard myself as a victim who was going through a process and who, without a fair process, what his contract was terminated when this person was suspected to appear on the second, the third, and the fourth. My lawyer can confirm that. Uh, my lawyer can confirm that. And the details are contained in the report that I had indicated. I want to go back to the issue of the court. I want to go back to the issue of the court. And the records are very clear. And they are there on Safli. They are there on Safli. And I want to indicate that I don't want to impeach on the subject care processes. I did indicate that I took the university to court in 2018 and I lost on agency and I did not lose on facts because there has never been a time whereby, whereby uh, uh, I was able to be given an opportunity. So that process, that process I lost on agency, not on facts. The details, the details are contained in the 335 pages report that was submitted to the shareholder and many others. And the process of the process now, which is through the SCA, it is not something that was initiated by myself. It was initiated by the university. But there's a case number which is there in the Poloban High Court in terms of in terms in terms of process, in terms of a certain process. But the, the Supreme Court of Appeal process is available. And if members would want to do further verifications, I would be able to give it to you. Hence, I'm careful, Chairperson, in trying to get into the details of a, a subject care rule. And, and I don't want to jeopardize any other process of, of, of the law. But information is available if members are, want to verify through myself, through your administrators, I'm able to give that information for your final determination. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. I take it, uh, Honorable Kolabana, your follow-up question. Thank you. Yes, I, I have indeed heard his response. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, uh, uh, Honorable Colonel But just uh, to to go back uh, on the part of uh, implementing uh, different phases of the SAPC, uh, as you indicated, you came in at a time of stabilization, you are now looking at uh, sustenance. Uh, the report we have uh, seen that came before the portfolio committee has shown uh, no improvement uh, in terms of revenues. In fact, the losses are still there. Maybe you would want to uh, take the, the, the subcommittee into uh, confidence because this is also related to the plea uh, that you made from a legacy point of view of inherited bloated uh, salary bill and asked for uh, retrenchments as part of the strategy. And it would appear that uh, the results are not uh, really showing in that regard. So, so if you can speak to that, to that point, just to conclude the understanding of these phases you are talking about. Jay, Jay, I, 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 I want to speak to, 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 to the face of, of, of the business 
transformation which 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 comes come comes in when when we have stabilized the organization remember we 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 developed a new operating model and then and then we also went through some 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 new organizational structure and 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 one of the things in in, in terms of what one has noted which the board has raised is that the ver- the revenue have, have declined management must go and revise their strategy in terms of in in terms of that and i think uh, uh the fib committee which was assisted with this matter and finally to the board raised quite a number of issues in terms of that and i don't want to 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 point that uh, uh that matter has not been raised and watching developments of this committee also there was a greater concern in terms of that uh, uh, uh <clears throat> of that, that that kind of a strategy but I, I want to indicate that uh, the, the the strategic evolution is a process, and I in, had indicated that we 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 came out of the stabilizing phases, and we 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 we, we went into business transformation, uh, uh, and then we went we 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 we, we should by uh, set go get into financial sustainability. And we are sitting with, 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 with that kind of environment and, and, and concerns that were raised by uh, uh, the portfolio committee uh, were also raised by, 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 by the board to say, let's sustain these organizations. And then as we sustain this organization, let's review quite a number of things. Number one, I can indicate to you that uh, <clears throat> content is the first thing that we should look at, and it, it should actually be a, a compelling content which is consumed by, 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 by the audiences. And content translates into, into numbers. When we have got bigger numbers, you are able to attract uh, advertisers. Remember, in terms of the SABC, advertisers are the greatest contributors in terms of the financial revenue of the institution and come into and also have what, what we call have, 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 have the, 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 the TV license uh, contributions and also the government subsidy. So the content being consumed by as many audience as possible attract a lot of audience and the advertisers look at the spots where they can, they can, they can indicate. If you recall, the Honorable Bambo had actually indicated the, uh, uh, the fact of, of, of the competition. We, our content must be, be able to be competitive in order to attract audiences and the audiences will improve the kind of the revenue that you have. One of the things that has actually indicated is the, is the, is the agility and the turnaround time in terms of the content. And I can tell you that, and which you, the honorable members might know, that the national treasury has actually eased certain, certain, certain regulations and then uh, uh, adopted the practice notes that speaks to deviation, and I think that will 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 be able to will be able to help the SABC when they have got the new content, not to go through the the, the process uh, as defined in the PFNA, but the board will be able to help in the deviation processes so that by the time that content comes into into the public domain, it is not something that has been delayed in the in, in the processes. In, in, in the in, internal kind of processes, but deviating, but respecting 
legislative governance and the gov- and, and, and procedures that must be followed in the terms of the SABC. Improvement of the content I add in the, the, the chapters is very much important. Agility is very is, is very much very very much important. The turnaround time in terms of that content so that it is not belated, it is very much much important. So the, our competitors must always put us on the edge in order to, to improve on a daily basis and improve. By the time when we come to the committee, we should be able to say, committee, you have noted this concern and we have also noted this concern in terms of financial sustainability. These are the steps that, that we have created, but mainly... Content plays a very important role uh, as, as it is consumed by uh, the audiences. And the, the more the numbers raise, the more the investors, have, the, the, the advertisers have confidence in the program and want to invest in there. Hence, you would be able to improve the, the kind of the revenue that you want to have. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. If there are no further hands, uh, honorable members. Chair? Is that a follow-up, Honorable Pam? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, please do, and then we'll talk about Mr. Mohubo, my surname is Pambo, not uh, what you pronounce it. But uh, I, thought, I thought, let me leave you for the sake of, uh, you know, uh, the process flowing nicely. But I, I take the opportunity to ask you that uh, you uh, pronounce it properly. Uh, yeah, yeah. On, 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 I'm, on, I'm, resp- I'm responding because... You spoke about content and you spoke about, uh, um, you know, um, it being one of the reasons why uh, the audience ratings has uh, dropped in, in, in a sense. Um, there's about 800 million that has, be, that has not been spent that was set aside purely for, for content. We had this, uh, I, I think, three, three meetings ago uh, from the report that we received as a committee. Why would an entity that is struggling with content sit with so much money, not use it? And don't you think that is almost a deliberate or tantamount to sabotage, to self-sabotage? Chairperson, Honorable Pambo, my apology for mispronouncing your surname. I think you must help him, Chair. Yeah, it's Pambo. Oh, oh, thank you, Honorable Malala. Thanks very much for, for that clarification. I, 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 I do want to indicate, uh, Honorable Member, that I had indicated uh, it is not a question of sabotage in terms of the 800 million in terms of content. I did indicate that we, we, we are fortunate with the National Treasury uh, uh, Practice Note, which is deviation which is going to promote agility. And the, the spend on, 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 on the content is going to accelerate, given that, 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 that practice note. Concerns of the honorable members have been taken into consideration. And hence, I had said earlier on that the content must be mobile and be relevant. Uh, and the, the, the 800 million that we might have observed is not necessar- necessarily a point of sabotage, is to look at the agility and the turnaround time, which has been catered for in the deviation practice notes, which has been uh, there by the Treasury. And if members uh, might feel that either the board or the management of the SABC might be sabotaging the, the, the public, it is not the case. 
uh, in the next turnaround, in the next phase, you will see actually indicate that there's going to be a, a, a very fast track program, as, but, but respecting the, pro, the, 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 the procedures as they are outlined. It was not sabotage at all. Honorable member. Thank but you, there was be, but the, with the, you know, you didn't really need deviation because this is money that is already there, that is set aside for content in relation to content. There was no need for that. Uh, it's there. It's not being used. And I think that's the crux of the matter. This is where the concern comes from, that you have so much money that you have not spent in an area which you're struggling in. Let's take it to be the last opportunity to clarify. Um, over to you. Yeah, I just want to indicate and reiterate that it it is not the board's intention and the manage the board's intention to frustrate the process. And then we did raise this 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 this, this the concern also, but it must not be seen as an act of sabotage. And 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 for sure, the management is repositioning. Is activities to make sure that this this, this eight hundred million is, is is spent as it's supposed to be spent in terms of of of, of content. That's that's how far I can go in the, in terms of this question, honourable member. Thank you, uh, honourable Pambo. And and we are now at a point where we get back to you. Uh, like I said, would recover uh, the one minute. Yeah, so would now look at two minutes for you to address the committee for uh, the last uh, before close formally. Yes. No, th- th- thanks very much, Chairperson. I'll utilize these two minutes very effectively. I am committed to be reappointed uh, to the Praza board because I've got the requisite experience and the, the, the love for the organization. It is very, very, very crucial, Chair, to indicate that the SOEs, as, as, as pointed out in many reports, have a- attracted wrong candidates uh, uh, in terms of the board experience, in terms of uh, the interest that that, 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 that must, must drive the organization. And hence, you have seen in many cases that there were interferences and, and uh, into the into the operational issues and, and, and many other issues that are flagged in various number of reports. And I, I did in one, one, one of the things that I had, I thought I was, I'll talk about is the question of the irregular and, and fruitless expenditure is one of the matters that has been seriously looked at. And then, and, 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 and the board has raised, and, and if you go into the record, there has been a substantial reduction in, 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 in terms of that. I, I, I commit my, my, my time to the board and the, the, the board evaluation is very evident to that. Many of our people today do not want to serve in the SOEs for fear of being declared paid, politically exposed persons. The banks do that. Hence, many of the people do not even want to get into the SOEs. But I'm brave enough because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, an ethical person, a corrupt-free person who is able to stand by himself and by, 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 by aspirations of the organization in respect of what I had indicated, uh, the, the frameworks that are governing the organizations. I've, I'm saving in current 
two SOEs and I served in another one in the city of Johannesburg. And that experience that I have, Chair, I believe that the new members can benefit from it so that there is continuity. Like we have benefited from the interim board and, and, and members who joined in 2019, I believe they also benefited from the four members who, who never resigned from the board. And I believe that we have to believe in continuity and, 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 and also make sure that the mandate of the public is adhered to and the respect of the bounds between the shareholder and also, uh, 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 and the board is also respected. And the, also, the, the, so many other things that had happened uh, does not mean that there's a huge difference. There would have been some, some misunderstanding. And the, we are accountable to yourselves, Chair, and we are accountable to the country. And I'm one of those people who respect the laws of the country. Hence, I go to the extent of clarifying myself in terms of the processes at the, at, the, at the university. And I'm very open. And I want to lastly say, go and do your thorough investigation into my activities at the universities, and the truth shall prevail. And I thank you very much, Chair. We are now, as I said, at the end. And surely uh, you would uh, agree that the objectives have been met, that it's an real engagement. And surely you have uh, drawn some lessons from the questions, and we have also learned a lot from what you've shared with the with the subcommittee. <clears throat> but just to deal with um, the formalities, uh, if there are follow-ups to be made post the interview, the administration that uh, you worked with in preparation for the interview, you can interact with them uh, for any clarities you would want uh, uh, to get or give. <clears throat> but as it relates to the decision-making process, as you know, all our sessions are in the public. Uh, you, you should be able to follow uh, the proceedings uh, up until our process ends and it gets to the other side where the president needs to make a decision. But for any other uh, administrative question, Kosha uh, and the team would be ready to clarify you uh, in that regard. That having been said, uh, let me take the opportunity once again to really thank you uh, for making time, including agreeing to the shifting uh, of the time given the challenges of the day. Uh, and you'll understand the 45 minutes point I have raised that it may be less, it may be more depending on what gets to be shared with the, with the committee and the answers we would want uh, to get from ourselves as candidates. Thank you. Uh, would, uh, now... Chair, I won't blame you because I'm also borrowing somebody's facility in order to be relevant to this committee. Thank you very much, Chair, for the opportunity. Let, let the right decisions be made for the survival of the SAPC. Thank you. So we'll now float uh, uh, Mr. Mohoba, uh, whilst the administration, you ensure that the next candidate is uh, connected uh, and that we can proceed. Thank you, uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Chair The next candidate is Ms. Nomvu Yisobagi, and she's on the platform already, Chair. Thank you. Okay, just the previous candidate to get off the platform so that we proceed. 
um, um, my apologies, I'm struggling to, to leave the platform, leave the meeting. You'll be assistant, and that's fine. Um, honorable members, we now get to our next candidate. Uh, we are told it's uh, uh, Ms. Pachi. Uh, Ms. Pachi, welcome. Good evening, Chairperson and members. Okay, yes, uh, we, yeah, we hope you can hear us uh, well. I, I start by apologizing because of the shift in time, and we really thank you for, for that understanding. Uh, but I can also confirm to you that you are now appearing before the subcommittee um, from the Committee of uh, Communications and uh, Digital Technologies, as it is called now. Um, so the subcommittee is set in terms of the rules and reports to the main committee. Uh, in that score, it means decisions would have to be going back to the committee and take the process uh, forward. The committee is constituted by members uh, of parliament proportional to uh, the electoral support as the 2019 uh, elections. So in that score, it is quite uh, representative uh, uh, and and you will hear as we introduce uh, uh, members. So we have, uh, we have that in, in proportional terms. <clears throat> so just to outline, I welcome you once again, just to welcome, to, to outline the process we're going to follow. We have allocated uh, 45 minutes. You know, this 45 minutes rule is, uh, it can be less or it can be a little bit more. We we'll call it overlap. On the basis uh, of uh, the interaction that members would have and the answers they seek to get uh, to satisfy themselves. <clears throat> so, in this uh, regard, you will just do the brief introduction of the members, uh, thereafter, give you five minutes to briefly introduce yourself, uh, talk to your experiences, and, and, and how that would help the SAPC if you were to be considered. Um, of course, they after will uh, get members to ask questions. So members may go beyond your five minutes introduction because they've gone through the detailed CV um, and then they will ask uh, the questions in that, in that regard. <clears throat> so it's important to just keep that in mind. For each member, we'll have five minutes, which is for the questions, as well as uh, your responses to the questions. Uh, once members are done, if there's any matter outstanding from what has been raised or needs clarity, uh, that's the only time the chairperson will probably ask a question. Uh, just to clarify that point, if covered, there would be no reason to ask a, a question. Uh, we'll then, after that, give you three minutes uh, Max, to say your, your last uh, input you'd want to leave the committee with and then for, thereafter formally close the interaction. So we call it an engagement, not really in the strict sense of interviewing that you must be honest in the way you engage, get to relax, engage so that we share the experiences, learn from your responses, whilst you also learn from 
the, uh, the questions or the interaction uh, with the members. We do this not only for the uh, this interaction we have now, but beyond this, as we continue to play oversight uh, over the SAPC. So, so I hope that uh, is clear. I will then, without uh, waste of time, uh, quickly go to the members, uh, starting with the members of the African National Congress, uh, with Honorable Mtembu. Um, Honorable Mtembu, can you still hear us? Good evening, sir. Uh, Chair, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, still standing. So, Honorable Mtembu um, from the African National Congress. Honorable Dr. Basso. Can you still uh, hear us? I know you indicated yeah. earlier there were connectivity issues. Good. Can you still hear Evening, Evening Chair. Yeah. Evening to you, Ms. Baki, as well. Thank you, Hon- Honorable Dr. Basop. Honorable Mulana. Uh, good evening, Chair, and good evening, Ms. Baki. That's uh, Honorable Mulala from the African National Congress. Myself, Honorable uh, Maneli from the NC, but also chair of uh, the subcommittee. I will now uh, introduce, doc, uh, uh, I nearly said doctor again, because the, the names are quite close to each other. We now have <laughs> Honorable Kona Pandit. Uh, I'm sure this is not a doctor. Yes, thank you, chair. Honorable Kona Pandit from the Democratic Alliance. Uh, you already see her. Spikey, thank you. We have uh, uh, the, the Honorable uh, Pambo from the EFF. Um, Honorable Pambo. Evening, Chair. Evening to the candidate. Um, that's uh, Honorable Pambo. I can confirm that. Uh, Honorable Majosi, are you now able to, to hear us? Yes, finally, Chairperson, I can... Um... Now engage. Uh, I think I've sorted out my gadget. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm only happy that you can't blame Soweto this time. I know you're in Western Cape. Welcome, my Josie. No, my gadget is giving me problems. I don't know. Maybe it's bewitched. Okay. So that's uh, Honorable Majosi from the IFP. Like uh, I said, you, you have five minutes uh, to briefly introduce uh, yourself. And thereafter, we'll get members to interact. Over to you, Ms. Baji. Thank you, Chair, and good evening to the members as well. Um, Chair, just briefly, just to introduce myself, I have BPROC, LLB, and Masters in Business Leadership qualifications. The BPROC and the LLB, I did receive them from the University of Forte, and uh, the Masters in Business Leadership from UNISA. I started my working environment from the university days. Thereafter, as early as 2000, I was at the Competition Commission. I was hired as an investigator. I moved to CASA uh, for the period 2003 up until 2017. I served in various roles at CASA, one of which was manager competition, a team senior manager, policy analysis and development. I was a councillor as well for two terms. I then proceeded and worked at uh, Prime Media Broadcasting, wherein I was the head for regulatory affairs and human capital at Prime Media Broadcasting. 
I then left, I joined the Department of Telecommunications as it was at the time, as the special advisor to the minister, uh, Minister Stelanda Billy Abrahams at the time. As you recall, there were two departments at that particular point that I was tasked to head in the Department of Communications. In the main was to ensure that the merger of the Department of Communications and, and, and uh, Telecommunications uh, happens uh, seamlessly, which did happen. And at this time, I was also uh, spearheading the funding and uh, turnaround uh, plans for SAPC and ensuring that GTEC comes on board uh, amongst other issues. Thereafter, I was uh, within the department, I was heading the PC4 Presidential Commission for the fourth industrial revolution. And during this time, as we're just starting to work, Chair, I must say, uh, as of April 2020, I've been sort of at low, uh, my hands have been on the floor dealing with the issues of COVID. I was the head of the COVID response for the sector that is broadcasting, uh, media, uh, telecommunications, and OTT uh, services as of April 2020 up until uh, the end of 2021. Just towards the end of 2021, I was asked to uh, temporarily go and uh, because there was a resignation at uh, Film and Publication Board to assist there. However, I had to leave because now I had taken a position at the Association of Comps and uh, Technology. Why this uh, importance of this job? Why am I taking over this job? Uh, of, of being a board member. I believe the experience that I have gained both from CASA as a, as a, as a councillor and the governance uh, expertise that I received there, as well as uh, the work that I did very closely with the SABC in its turnaround plans, uh, having worked very closely with National Treasury and GTEC in ensuring that uh, the, the, the SABC receives the the bailout as it was at the time. So that is, Chair, in a nutshell, what I would like to present as who am I. I do apologize for my voice. I hope you can hear me. We can, we can hear you, uh, Ms. Bajit. Thank you. We'll now take uh, honorable members who want to engage with uh, yourself. Uh, as it is the rule, those that can raise the hand, uh, please do uh, indicate that you'd want to speak. Uh, I now, yes, I now recognize, uh, uh, I don't want to make that mistake. Honorable Colonel Padat. Um, then. Not uh, the doctor, yes. <laughs> doctor. You are just close to Dr. Bassam, so I make the mistake all the time. Uh, then I, I have heard uh, the voice of Honorable Mtembu, Honorable Machozi. I will then take the other hands uh, as we proceed. Uh, Honorable Pambo, I, I do note, uh, I, will, I will be calling those. Let me start uh, to save the time that Honorable Kolabanat can then proceed in the meantime, followed by Thank Honorable... You, which was all not the other hands. Good evening, uh, Ms. Batai. I, I 
uh, would like to Bachi, just start. Bachi, is it? Sorry, Chair. Think of okay. it in Africans. Think of the continent. No, no, that, that's good. That's good from Batai. That's good. Batai. Okay. Okay. Bachi, there are many ways to say it, I fear. <laughs> um, let's just have a look. First of all, um, just fill me in. Are, are you uh, in relation to the, the former minister, uh, Minister Abrams, a, a personal friend there? I'm looking at the relationship and the working with situation and perhaps also a, a close personal friend of the current minister. I mean, is this... Is this a sort of relationship that you have? Um, I, I fear there might be an issue um, because your current position as CEO of the Association of Communications and Technology um, has an aim, that entity has an aim of looking after the interests of Africa's major telecommunications operators. Now, it seems to be a direct conflict of interest as stipulated in Section 17.1 of the Broadcasting Act, um, and it would be of, a, of an ongoing nature. Um, we have an example, for example, the live conflict of interest issue would be Vodacom, a key member of your entity, the ATC, litigated in favour of the analogue switch-off uh, date uh, in including before the Constitutional Court, which ASO issue is still unresolved and underway. The SABC has opposed the ASO um, of the remaining four provinces, as that would result in a loss of 68% of its audience. Um, there's a, a press statement in that regard. So the issue would be that in in every single instance, uh, when an issue of digital broadcasting or digital content uh, arose in an SABC board meeting, you would then have to disclose the conflict um, and the other board members would then have to uh, take a decision, consider whether or not you should be precluded from participating on the issue. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a huge problem. I mean, I, I believe you would make a, an excellent member of the board um, but I fear it would have to be subject to the condition that you resign as the CEO, a member of ACT, uh, prior to taking up the board position. Uh, could I have your response on that, please? Thank you, Honourable Member Kola Barnett. I'll start with the first question that you asked in terms of a personal relationship I perceived to have had with ministers Stelander Beni Abrahams and uh, Minister uh, Chabeni. I must say this, this has taken me by surprise. I have worked with all ministers uh, from the time of Minister Ivy Matsepe um, Kasapuri. And I have, from a policy and regulatory space, enjoyed a relationship of respect and that of uh, professional relationship. And perhaps the, I'll say maybe the confusion can be caused by the fact that Minister Nchabeni has attended the launch of the ACT. She attended the launch in her capacity as the minister. A number of stakeholders were invited to the launch and other ministers as well were, were invited. 
However, she's the one that made it. So as to having a personal relationship with her, I do not have. For example, I do not know where she stays. I've never been out with her even for coffee. I don't drink coffee. That's just by an example. I have met her a number of times, uh, but in a professional relationship uh, insofar as the work that I've been dealing with. Insofar as the association itself, the relationship of the association is steers away from commercial activities of the entities. So, for example, we have the six members. As you know, these are competitors. They have diverse interests in the sector. Just as a matter of principle, before every board meeting, before any meeting, make sure that the competition law statement is read out, make sure that uh, there is no issues of commercial uh, interest that may be advanced and make sure that uh, those are not uh, affected. So in the main, what the ACT does is to focus on uh, making sure that we have research in the telecommunications sector As you would know, for example, in the broadcasting sector, you have what is called the the Broadcasting Research Council. We don't have an equivalent body within the telecommunications sector. And in the main is to make sure that the infrastructure providers in South Africa have a reliable source insofar as as, as ensuring that... uh, there is uh, credible data out there. Then last the other thing that is linked to that is the issue of the uh, analog switch off. This is, as I think it's linked to the part that says this is an individual, uh, individual, individual stake that the licensee would have. And it does not necessarily mean that it is a collective uh, decision of the ACT members to make sure that it uh, it advances the telecommunications sector. Then lastly, it would be foolish of anyone in South Africa to actually try and block, actually globally to block any progress insofar as the digital era that we're in. Because even if, let's say, if by some miracle, I possessed such powers that I would be able to attempt to block people from, uh, uh, especially the board, from having a digital strategy, which is near impossible because uh, the general strategy directs the SAPC to actually follow that. It, this then becomes a strategic pillar that the SAPC has. Over and above, management has the responsibility then to to implement such and those commercial arrangements are not entered into by the board. The commercial arrangements, which will be an anomaly, the commercial arrangements will be made on an individual basis or by the by the by the management of the of the SABC. I hope that answers you, Honorable Member. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable Kolabanit. Uh, like I said, the, the hands will be as I recognize them, and I recognize Honorable Temple. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Good evening, uh, 
Miss Faggy. Spaggy or Faggy? Good evening. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, honorable member. If you know Africans, think of a jacket in Africans, then you'll be good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, listening to your wide experience, uh, Miss Nomvoyes, uh, I just want to know if if you it happened to be if you happen to be considered as one of the board members, um, SABC board members, what will be your turnaround strategy in terms of sustaining finances uh, in the in this institution? Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Mtembo. So the, one of the, this is one of the critical pillars of the turnaround strategy of the SAPC. And um, I do understand that the SAPC had, has been trying to fix this pillar. In so far as the finances of the SAPC, the one of the things that has not been done effectively is the issue of uh, revenue generation. So by revenue generation, we think about it this way, because I worked at a, I say at a commercial radio station, right? SAPC enjoys, has 19 radio stations, has six television channels. That's the offering that they can, uh, that, that, that they have at their disposal. And it's how they sell those. However, I've noted that, and not only me, even the turnaround strategy says so, that the focus uh, has always been to, to sort of bundle their services and not complement them. By that, I mean, so for instance, if you're looking at a radio station such as your SAFM, which is a proper national radio station, looking at your radio center, which is a proper national radio station, SAPC does not sell these radio stations as at their own right in terms of their marketability within the, within the demographics that they belong to. They tend to bundle them with other services that do not necessarily attract the revenue that it requires. So they will say, if you say they are selling SAFM, they will clap SAFM, excuse me, with a radio station such as True FM. True FM, I'm sure only five people would know True FM nationally because it belongs in some obscure region in, within the Eastern Cape. So it's how you package the sales uh, within the SAPC, um, which is something that uh, SAPC has not been able to do effectively for the last couple of years. That's the one thing. The next thing uh, from a financial service, uh, profitability point of sustainability is the issue of uh, overheads. So overheads in SAPC does not only mean the, the employees, it also means the issues around your cost drivers, such as your center cost. So SAPC uh, still keeps the same amount 
of transmitters that it had when it was bigger. It has not been able to rearrange those transmitters or ask the regulator to say, look, regulator, uh, can we share specific sites with somebody else? Because the cost that we currently are paying are quite high. And the last part is the issue of making sure that when SAPC partners with uh, uh, digital partners, it's digital partners that will take their product uh, to people that will be able to subscribe to it. Think about it this way, uh, Honorable Ntembo. You have people that are experts that are based outside uh, South Africa. So if you were today, we're going to check a programming in... um, let's say ABC in Australia, you can't get that programming up until you subscribe to it because you're outside the region of Australia. But however, if you want to check a programming from SAPC by way of, for example, Uzalo, right? And you can get the, let's say, two weeks ago episode on YouTube without any subscription. So it's about how the revenue generation is the mix is packaged together. And, and, and there are a number of uh, nimble things that the SAPC should be able to consider and what commercial broadcasters are doing uh, good at. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Madam And I recognize Honorable Machosi. Can proceed. Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Um, mine would be one. Um, uh, good evening, uh, Ms. Baki. Um, uh, I would like to know. I know that you were acting DG in the in the in the communications department, and um, with um, with all the 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 challenges that SAPC had. Um, an irregular expenditure that you would speak of all the time. What do you think you will change when you come into the port that you couldn't do different when you're still acting DG in the communications department? Thanks. Thank you, Chair. Good evening uh, to you as well, Honorable Majosi. So... Uh, remember the, the function of the board is that of uh, having oversight uh, towards management. So it's about having effective controls in place. Those are some of the findings that were, uh, were there. And I believe that the, the team has really been trying the last couple of years to introduce those, those controls. If, if you are thinking of the supply chain challenges that the SAPC had in, in at a certain particular point in time, especially 2019, uh, 20, um, uh, in so far as not having staff and making sure that SAPC within the supply chain department uh, or division of the SAPC is, uh, is sufficiently uh, skilled and sufficiently capacitated, which is a function that will be done by the by the by the executive, which is something I believe that the SABC at the time, and it's actually quite recorded, was was lacking at because it didn't it couldn't approach, it couldn't uh, attract people with the requisite skills. So to have a strategy that says how do we attract uh, skills in the appropriate divisions, such as your supply chain. That was the, the, the challenge that the SAPC had during that period. And I, I know that there are a number of, uh, 
of, 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 of um, a number of interventions in place that have been trying to deal with that. Uh, and then slowly but surely they're getting there. But the issue, that is what needs to be done differently is the issue of internal controls, which I know they have been uh, really, really trying to do. And it's more, it's not an event, it's more of a journey to get them to the right level. And I've, I think I've seen last year that uh, the, the CFO and then the team have hired new people that, that are, are responsible for supply chain. So there is a hope. So I don't think it's a matter of interference from a board. It's a matter of making sure that those pillars that have been introduced, uh, especially those that have been identified uh, uh, by both the Auditor General and the GTEC study are implemented by management. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Matrosi. May I just check if I'm not leaving any member who wanted to pose questions? Yeah. Uh, Honorable Pambo. Yeah, I'm just checking. Uh, I, I noted you, Honorable Pambo. But I just wanted to check if there are further hands uh, so as to manage the timing also. Okay, no further hands at this point. Honorable Pambu can proceed. No, thank you very much, Chair. Ms. Paji, what's your view of the credibility of the SABC, you know, as a public broadcaster? And what needs to be done to ensure that it is an institution trusted by the majority of our people in the country? Um, Another one, uh, I think maybe I I would like to hear your thoughts uh, what do you think is the role of the SAPC in dealing with the challenges of uh, xenophobia, gender-based violence, and general social ills? Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Uh, good evening to yourself as well, Honorable Pambo. So the first one is the view on credibility as a public broadcaster to the majority of South Africans. I think the, the measure here is the one that actually comes out during elections, uh, wherein you, you see and you actually have it on record that SAPC, from a news point of view and coverage of political parties, during elections has has always scored highly and has been found credible. That's the first one. The second thing is that when you are looking at the BRC figures, which is the Broadcast Research Council figures, you will see time and time and again, the top five watched programming in South Africa comes from the SAPC. If that is not a measure of somebody's credibility, I don't know what is because it shows and illustrates that uh, viewers keep coming back for the content because the content is compelling 
the content speaks to what they are looking for. So it's both those uh, those things that I can use briefly as, a, as an example that the credibility in terms of the majority of people that view SAPC see that SAPC is trustworthy because the numbers tell us so that people continue to go and, and watch, tele, watch SAPC, even those people with the direct to home links, they do that. Then, in so far as the challenges of, uh, so far as, as the social is such as xenophobia, yes. uh, just to be consistent, can I just follow up on the answer to that question? You see, um, 2022 has, has essentially been characterized partly uh, by political party elective conferences uh, in the EFF, we call them assemblies. Uh, and this is in particular to the ANC, the EFF, and also we saw um, the PAC also having its uh, elective conference. What are your thoughts regarding the allegations against SAPC? Uh, in this regard, the head of news, Mosheshe uh, Monal, and the manner in which he, you know, sort of determines how political coverage is given for elective conferences without any criteria or guideline. You know, as an aspirant board member of the SABC, do you think that editorial decisions should be made regarding the extent of the political party coverage without a consistent criteria? So, um, you know, and, and this is considering the allegation that elective conferences of the ANC are comprehensively covered compared to the elective conferences of other political parties. And I, I think that smile for me, uh, partly sort of the uh, uh, you know, shows that you you are aware of of this, and um, we keep on seeing it. Um, we see it in elections. Uh, we see it uh, with uh, you know these conferences that we're having. Um, you know, so Munare attributes this to like a whimsical editorial decision making. Um, there is no criteria. Uh, and we, we can't we can't continue like this. It can't be that we don't have consistency um, of coverage on all these other political parties. So the ANC essentially appears to be prioritized. Uh, your thoughts? Thank you, Honorable Pambu. I'll say this as a start. Outside an election, which is your uh, the normal elections that everyone participate. Uh, the issue of uh, coverage and the issue coverage of political, I say political rallies, political conferences and the likes is determined that is solely the discretion of the newsroom, right? Which is something that we have fought for as a South Africans that we wanted an independent newsroom. We want a, 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 an editor-in-chief that is independent from inter, uh, political interference, including the interference of, of, of the board. And this is what uh, we, we, we strive for in South Africa and which we have uh, all as, as said we are agreeing to. And, and to this end, um, I think the most appropriate platform then would be to say, because remember, the board itself cannot interfere, should not interfere in the editorial activities of the SAPC, right? The, the best uh, platform is that SAPC, should it be seen as biased? Should it be seen as uh, uh, taking a certain political stance? 
there are various other bodies that the SAPC could be uh, reported to, such as the Broadcasting Commission of South Africa, because that falls outside the election process. Whereas the examples that I was making was more in line wherein there is an election uh, period. Uh, what are the rules? The rules are very clear. What needs to happen? How a coverage is supposed to be done? Things that fall, uh, activities that fall outside the, the, the election process in itself are mainly in the realm of the head of, of, of news and his or her editorial team. The same could be said that a couple of years ago, the then head of news, there was allegations that the head of news was doing something that was the opposite. So there's always the, uh, the debate around the person who's heading the news. So I've seen the media reports that, uh, I think it was the Sunday World, if I'm not lying, one or so written. I've seen uh, those allegations. However, I would say they still need to be tested because each and everything, especially in the broadcasting space, you're able to point to a report, not only newspaper. You say, this is what was published by the IEC. This is what was published by Media Monitoring Africa. This is what was uh, published by the Broadcast Research Council. And this is the finding. Up until you have that, we'll always have our nuanced uh, differences as to how I have been covered in the news. That is why I'm saying this belongs outside the boardroom. It still talks to the editor, the the, the head of news of the SAPC. And uh, those that are grieved how they are covered, there are alternatives as to how they need to deal with the allegations of of of, uh, of of unfair reporting by the SABC. I hope that helps. That's fine. That's fine. We can leave it there. Thanks, uh, Honorable Pambo. Thanks, Dispatch. Uh, now that I do not uh, see the. That was a follow up to one of the questions. I think she's got a second question. Yeah. That was posed to her by myself. Thanks. Yes. So you you can then proceed to to respond so that we we get to some wrapping up if there are no further hands uh, to come in. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. The second question was in respect to the challenges of xenophobia, gender-based violence, and other social ills. What role does the SAPC play, if any, and what role should it play? Um, I think in any manner or form wherein we're having social ills, that is why we have a public broadcaster. The public broadcaster then, through its programming, such as documentaries, such as your, 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 your news, covers those uh, social ills in a manner that is responsible, in a manner that does not seem to that is not seem to offend. I know the issue of uh, gender-based uh, violence has been covered in a, at least one programming on SAPC. I think it's SAPC two, it's not one, it's SAPC two on a Thursday, wherein they really try to balance it out, but it happens it's very late, it's at 10 uh, p.m. They try to balance the views of, they call it femicide, 
uh, the issue of uh, gender-based uh, violence and what uh, people in so- women especially face in our society. And there is a repeat of it on a Saturday as well. So SAPC, like any other broadcaster, but specifically because it's a public broadcaster, it has that role. I know, for instance, that in some radio stations, ironically, the ones that are, 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 are traditional, uh, it's not the English radio stations, do have programming during the week that especially touches on uh, issues of uh, especially the, the gender-based violence. And you would not believe this, it's covered around 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, the time that people are rushing for work, you will hardly see. I've never heard it on SAFM, for example, or on Radio 2000. So there seems to be that delineation for me that I see as a listener that gender-based violence belongs to certain uh, certain uh, groupings within the, 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 the viewership of the SAPC. So they have that responsibility. But over and above, you see other also other news channel doing the same because it is a scourge that is facing us as a country, especially there's so many things that we're faced with, but in the main, uh, they will touch on issues such as the use of drugs, the use of, uh, of, of the, the, the prostitution that is out there of underaged uh, girls. And, and I've seen this, that SAPC has played an active role. Uh, however, the programming, I guess it's, it's how it is because of, of the type of content that is, is played very late for some of the people to even catch on it. Thank you. Honorable Pambo, I covered now. Can move Thank, to... you. Thank you. Thank you. In the absence of uh, further questions, Maybe we can just get back to the question you've responded to about uh, the independence. Uh, you talked to the newsroom, you talked to uh, the separation between the board and other decisions that get made by the executive uh, management. <clears throat> Coming also uh, from being a former uh, acting teacher. Uh, locate the independence from a relationship uh, that the shareholder would have, the board, and that executive management. Uh, just to take us uh, uh, through in your understanding of how best to also manage the unavoidable tensions that get to arise sometimes. Uh, which may either have interference or no interference. Yes. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> just to lift up that point, which has already been asked anyway. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. I like how you're saying the, the tension. Indeed, it is the tension. So, Chair, because I've been on, on, on almost every side, the regulator, the department, private sector, so it's, it's, it's the, it's, 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 it, that helps. So, Chair, one of the things that I've noted uh, in my experience, especially when I was in the department, it's the lack of communication. It's ironic for people who are in the communication space that um, the next thing that you see, uh, something that was not even a disagreement, somebody goes 
and has a press conference or writes a letter with a misunderstanding. Ironically, this does not happen within the operations environment. So, for example, I would have a difference of opinion with the CFO or with the CEO or the COO during our engagements. We will fight tooth and nail in the boardroom and we'll even say, and then, however, we'll find each other, right? But no one sees this. Let's say on the issues of the preconditions when we're dealing with the with the bailout. Um, one of the things that, for instance, the SAPC wanted to fund was for abolition facilities in case at end of uh, office for two million. That's like a toilet for two million. You know, I just went like that. So and we fought and fought up until to see that this was not. Um, it somebody had a finger error. It was two hundred thousand. It was not meant to be two million. And it's those kind of small misunderstanding that people have. So as a person that comes from the regulator, as a person that has worked at the department, I have demonstrated the ability to manage those relationships between the shareholder, between the uh, the, the management of 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 the of of the of the of, of the SAPC recalling that at my level as there's an acting DJ I did not interact with the board I only interacted with the CEO and despite whatever things that differences would have at that particular point you will not see us having a a tiff outside so it's very important how you manage relations it's very important that you always keep the lines of communication open, which I think is something that um, we have yet to master within uh, our within our space, as I'll say, within our communication space, that we like fighting, I'll say this, we like fighting and disagreeing on TV and making ourselves news. Whereas you can disagree with a person and perhaps within that disagreement, still find each other within the boardroom. And I think that's the one thing that is uh, missing between all these disagreements, because we would have found time and time and again, all these disagreements at the end, they find each other in no time. It wasn't a real disagreement. It was just a misunderstanding between these two people. I can go back to the issue of the bailout, how the preconditions, the differences, you remember the fights online, the fights on TV. And at the end of the day, it was nothing. People got what they were looking for. And us were part of the talks with National Treasury. We just didn't understand what was the, the big deal about. But we find that it's more um, the misunderstanding and not understanding where the other person is coming from and what role does the person uh, enjoy. Lastly, Chair, it is important to understand why the public broadcaster exists, right? What might be the shareholder? A shareholder does not mean being involved in the strategic uh, oversight of the entity. You can set a policy, you may set the, 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 the targets as to SAPC, you had these preconditions that you needed to achieve. How far are you with these preconditions? Share your plans with us. And that is the role of the 
of of the of of the of the policymaker in so far as oversight. So it's just I think for me, uh, I don't know, but we have a word that we use in my language that we just need to grow up for for lack of a better word. Thank you, uh, Ms. Baji. We are now back to you uh, in the three minutes to speak to the committee for uh, the last time in the engagement, uh, and then we can wrap up to release you uh, such. Over to you. Thank you very much, Chair. I must say, Chair, I'm quite encouraged uh, by the conversation that we just had. Um, there were, I was expecting you must know what I, I prepared. I was even looking at the broadcasting act at the time that I was there. And I must say, Chair, uh, just having this conversation with yourselves and the other honorable members, I uh, can only wish uh, everyone the best and may the best uh, people go forward and steer the SAPC in the right direction because SAPC exists not only uh, for us as individuals, but as South Africans in totality. And uh, all the challenges that the SAPC has faced in the last couple of years, I think we can, as South Africans, try and, and, and steer it in the, in, the, in the right direction. So I am encouraged also by the direction that has been taken by the regulators in this regard. You look at the mass carry uh, obligations that have been relaxed. You look at the sports uh, of national interest that they are doing. So it's quite encouraging that there is a drive, a uh, deliberate drive within the spheres of government to uh, assist uh, the SAPC as best as uh, people have within their powers. So Chair, that's what I want to leave it at, at this particular point. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Pachi. Um, like I said earlier, it's a conversation really to also learn from you and that you'll also draw lessons from questions that honorable members would have, would have raised with you, uh, which goes beyond just this conversation we have. Um, of course, just to deal with the formalities, uh, any further questions post uh, uh, this uh, interaction? Uh, the administrative support that has worked with you uh, as you were preparing to get to the interviews, you can uh, make follow-ups with them on that. As it relates to the decision-making process, as you are aware, all our meetings are open to the public. Uh, you'll just have to follow us uh, as we continue with the process until uh, our, our, our turn ends and it gets to uh, the other side uh, uh, where, where the president plays a role in that regard. So those would be would be open, but any other question, the administration would be ready to handle that part. Once again, thanks uh, for making time and understanding the shifts we needed uh, to make and, and still be available to interact uh, with the subcommittee. So as uh, we allow you to leave the platform, the administration would also help us to get to the next uh, candidate. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Jefferson. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. Ms. Ndawini, you will indicate uh, and uh, officially uh, tell us if the candidate is
good evening, Chairperson. Uh, the next candidate is Professor Satanavasivan uh, Cooper, and he's on the uh, platform already, Chair. Thank you. Okay. Uh, good evening, Prof. Uh, Cooper. I hope you can hear. Probably uh, on your side, you can hear us. Yes, I can, uh, although it's a little patchy given load shedding and connectivity yeah. issues. Now, if you can uh, hear, I think we can hear you uh, from from our side. Um, so if you do experience uh, problems, you'll indicate uh, that you're Yes, I will. Sure. Yeah. But uh, let, let's take the opportunity to welcome you. Uh, you are appearing before a subcommittee uh, of uh, the Committee on Communications and, and Digital Technologies, as it is called now, uh, which has been set in terms of the rules of the National Assembly, meaning that we report back to the main uh, committee as, as the subcommittee. The task of the subcommittee is merely uh, the appointment process for the SABC board, uh, which you've been nominated uh, uh, once again, and that's why you are appearing uh, before this uh, subcommittee having been shortlisted. Uh, having clarified that, uh, I would, uh, as I said, just indicate to you that you are welcomed. Take this as a conversation or engagement you are having with members of the subcommittee uh, so you can relax, engage. Uh, with the committee in the times that are located to do so, so as to learn from your responses and that you can also learn uh, from the interaction with the members. So just to guide how we are moving forward, we have allocated 45 minutes, uh, but as you could have seen, the 45 minutes can either be less or a little bit overlapping, depending on the engagement and the answers yes. that members may want to to get from you. So, so that's uh, the situation we have, and we apologize for that. Uh, it is meant to get the best out of uh, the process. Uh, but uh, it's 45 minutes, which takes into account brief introduction of the members of the subcommittee, as the subcommittee is constituted by members from different political parties proportional to the size of the electoral support as per the 2019 uh, elections. But it's, uh, in a way, quite representative uh, as members of parliament drawn from those different parties. So I'll briefly introduce the members. Having done that, I will then come back to you, give you five minutes to briefly introduce uh, yourself, Prof. Uh, which will also give you an opportunity to share your expertise, your skills, and how that could contribute if you were to be considered uh, to go back to the board of the SAPC. After that five minutes uh, brief introduction, we will then allow members to interact with you. Five minutes per member, which takes into account both the question and the response uh, from your side. Members may ask uh, way beyond your five minutes brief introduction because they've also had an opportunity of going through your detailed uh, CV in that regard. Thereafter, uh, of course, if there's any matter to 
uh, lift up from the point of the chair, which could have been asked already. I'll do that, but if all points are covered, there'll be no need to to ask further questions uh, on you. <clears throat> so then in that score, we'll then come back to you and give you three minutes to say your last words to the committee before the closure of the interview or engagement. And then after we, we wrap up formally. Um, but because we've also seen you, in case you are experiencing uh, network challenges, you would uh, be able to to indicate. Uh, but for now, I think we still hear each other, even though I see that uh, uh, from the side I'm looking at, uh, it does say that your bandwidth is low. <laughs> uh, it shows. So if you do experience challenges, you'll indicate. Uh, I think members would have seen you in, in any way. <clears throat> so that's, that's how we're going to approach uh, this 45 minutes discussion. So I will then, without a uh, waste of time, as I said, please feel welcomed and that uh, take this as a conversation. We, I'll start with the African National Congress, uh, quickly run the, the members of Honorable Mtembo. Honorable Mtembo can indicate if we're still uh, the platform and be able to hear us properly. Good evening, Honorable Chair. I'm, I'm still here. Still standing, Honorable Mtembo. Uh, we have also from the African National Congress, the Honorable Dr. Basop. It's, Still, still evening, uh, evening Chair, to you, Prof, as well. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Honorable Dr. Maso. We'll then uh, look at Honorable Mulala. Um, uh, good evening, uh, Chair. Good evening, Prof. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mulala. Myself, Honorable Manili, uh, from, also from the NC and, and the Chair of at the subcommittee. Uh, we have Honorable Kolopanat from the Democratic Alliance. Honorable Kolopanat. Thank you, Chairperson. I'm... Honorable Kolopanat still standing. We have uh, Honorable Pambo from the Economic Freedom Fighters. Honorable Pambo, still on the we're platform. Still, we're still up, Chair. Still standing, that's good. That's Honorable Pambo from uh, the EFF. Honorable Majosi, uh, are you still there? Uh, yeah, Chairperson. Yes, so Honorable Majosi is still there uh, uh, on the call. So we have uh, almost all our members, uh, and therefore we can proceed as such. We are now back to you, Prof. Cooper, to do your five minutes brief introduction. As we start, over to you. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson and uh, members for uh, that uh, warm welcome and introduction. I know that uh, it's late in the hour and uh, I don't think Parliament and our rules allow for overtime, but I must commend you for uh, the the staying power you've shown to go late into the night, and therefore I'll be as brief as possible. I don't want to refer to any of uh, the issues that are uh, common cause in my uh, CV. 
I want to say that I am an open book. I have uh, been a public uh, figure for uh, quite some time. Um, and I have uh, decided to make myself available because I was approached by uh, the groups I was approached by, and I want to thank them for uh, the nomination. I considered it very carefully and felt that having served a, a truncated term uh, in the uh, current board, that it would behove some of us to continue uh, to offer our uh, availability to the SABC at perhaps one of its most trying times. Indeed, against the backdrop of the COVID pandemic and all that we see around us, the economic and socio sociopolitical conditions which are deteriorating in our country, the uh, SABC has to remain as a public broadcaster that allows for a multiplicity of voices, which during uh, my tenure was uh, ensured in various ways, uh, and that the public broadcaster plays a role of not merely uh, being there for itself, but for the nation, uh, still crying to be born uh, because we're, we're angry against ourselves, and uh, to the rest of the world. I think that the SABC has done creditably. There have been uh, some downs, but emerging from the past, which has uh, been a pall uh, over uh, all of us, the, the SABC with the current board and leadership has emerged uh, as one of those that has not been open to any uh, traducement of any kind, but all the board members, as I know them, have been true to their purpose. And I believe I have played a singular role in ensuring that we pull together as a board. Uh, I recall being interviewed uh, early in 2019, and one of the questions asked by uh, some of the members was, uh, you're a very strong personality. Uh, will you be able to work with other people? I think I've shown that uh, quite clearly. I've been able to respect and to be respected by my fellow board members in very trying circumstances. And uh, the, the areas that I think I can contribute is uh, understanding the terrain. It's a very changed terrain understanding our country at its crossroads because the future is an uncertain and insecure one and shaping uh, people's thinking to be responsible citizens. Whatever their persuasion, whatever, however they describe themselves, whatever language backgrounds they come from, that they need to have agency and the SABC is part of that enablement process, but also to ensure that people are kept informed. I have no hesitation in saying that the SABC probably attracts uh, appropriate from certain quarters because it has not been sycophantic. It has been out there to represent 
people in, in remote places, as well as people in the urban areas. And for that, I think it's, it's cost the SABC quite a bit, but it also means that the SABC has emerged as a credible voice from uh, the terrible state broadcaster it was in the previous era and the sycophancy of the recent past. Uh, all of that go to uh, commendations by uh, Chief Justice Zondo in his report, mentioning the SABC uh, very creditably because we got down to doing certain things, which I must commend my fellow board members for. I'll pause there, Chairperson. I don't want to bore you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Prof. As I said, I would now get to members asking uh, questions. Uh, I already see Honorable Colonel Barnett raising her hand. Uh, May I just get other members just to note whilst uh, we look for other members as we proceed? Uh, Honorable uh, Dr. Bassop. Uh, follows. We'll, okay, Honorable Machosi. Uh, we'll take the other hands as we proceed. Uh, let me start with Honorable Kolapana, followed by Honorable Dr. Basu. Thank you, Chairperson. Good evening, Professor. Uh, Professor, talk to me about the losses at the SABC and the lack of saleable content. Uh, as You've been chairing or co-chairing uh, the PBSPCS committee. Um, I thought that was most relevant to that committee. Um, and then, yeah, I was very interested in your opinions and your your quick reference to independence of the news. Where are we standing now uh, with the SABC and where do you see... And when the real pressures come on the run-up to the to the national election in two years, um, what sort of controls will be needed to ensure that that the broadcast stays credible, maintains credibility, um, and what guarantees are there? Um, and I'm not actually sure if there are any guarantees that there will not be political interference. Uh, as was raised in the Zondo Commission in great detail. I think I'll stop there for the moment. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> you can proceed, Prof. We are making okay. it interactive. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. So, um, uh, yes, I uh, ended up uh, being co-chair of the uh, PBS and PCS uh, committee. It's a joint committee. And my responsibility was overwhelmingly for PBS. But it actually, we actually did look at revenue. And that has been a late motif uh, since I uh, went into that committee. Prior to that, I was uh, chair of the Social and Ethics Committee and felt that uh, because the deputy chairperson did not have any other leadership role, I forewent that role uh, 
in her favor and decided to make myself available for anything else. And lo and behold, I ended up in the PBS PCS. The challenges are many, and you'll hear all the usual excuses. I think the problems are that we've had a very serious uh, change in how people consume media. In fact, a significant and rising percentage of people consume alternative media, especially during the pandemic, there's been an increase in that kind of electronic, painfully slow to respond to that. I see it says my connectivity is unstable, but I'll continue. Uh, And there are plans which have not really materialized and ought to materialize. Some of the problems are that we have persons who have been appointed. And as you know, we as the board play no role in appointing anybody except the executive directors who uh, those of us who joined the board found there. There's been, I think, uh, a lack of appropriate appointment to meet the challenges that we confront. I think that uh, speaking about compelling content has become a late motif rather than an actuality. The SABC in many ways still functions as a monolith. And more recently, there has been a change in commissioning procedures uh, occasioned by some new persons that have come onto staff and that speeded up the process. The catch up is immense. That needs to be dealt with. And part of the problem, uh, honorable member and uh, committee is that the bulk of the SABC's television stations uh, and radio stations are public uh, broadcasting. And they have specific remits in terms of what needs to be done. There are only a few, less than a handful, one television station that is commercial and three radio stations that are commercial. The irony is that some of the public uh, stations outdo by performance the commercial ones. And we've held workshops going into depth about uh, trying to turn that around. Unfortunately, we play no role in the appointment of people and we find them where they are. And it is what it is. That needs to change. And it's probably coming from an era where uh, the board uh, can often get looked at as interfering in operational matters with regard to appointments, etc. However, the board has been vigorous in challenging appointments and looking at them so that they can be justified. And I think that uh, critical engagement needs to continue. In terms of news and uh, independence of the news, I don't think there's any political party in the country uh, represented in parliament that's 100% happy with the SABC. In that lies the SABC's ability to spread itself to be more inclusive. We're not the voice of any party, although there tends to be uh, a preponderance of reporting on uh, certain uh, leading figures in cabinet and the provinces and so on, but that's equally so 
for uh, the AMC as well as the DA and various local councils where there may be other leadership. So I think that that is critical for a vibrant democracy. All those voices need to be heard, however individuals may feel about them. I think the problem in our country committee members is that we all bear the marks of our origin and we're unable to rise above our own personal beliefs to cater for the greater need of the larger majority in our country. And to get to that, it means overcoming our own prejudices. And that I find increasingly our journalism schools don't teach that kind of critical thinking. They don't teach that kind of engaging uh, in critical issues so that they can really unpack. It becomes uh, something where you chase the news, if you like. Coming to the elections, I think we've done creditably in the in the last uh, local government elections, uh, which raised hackles with certain individuals, but also in the, the previous uh, uh, national elections before my time, we did have uh, an important and uh, respectful role that we played. Although listening to some of the parties, they blame the SABC for their losses and nothing. And, and uh, that I note from the previous uh, COO, who I refer to as part of our murky past. He was uh, notorious for blaming the SABC, as were one or two other smaller parties. But don't blame uh, the messenger. Look at yourselves as uh, political parties if you don't get the kind of press you need. So uh, in terms of critical engagements, yes, it is there. And hopefully that will persist. We don't have persons who toady to anybody in power, uh, who, however high they may be, uh, the enablement to question, the enablement to go below the story and its face value, the ability not to give a prevailing narrative, which can be counterproductive for our people, is very important because agency, I repeat that, agency needs to be with our people out there. Thank you so much, Jefferson. Thank you, uh, Honorable Kola. I now recognize Honorable Dr. Basok. Can move in. Thank you very much, Jefferson, uh, um, and the prof. Um, perhaps as a follow-up to the issue of the state capture of reports uh, in as far as the findings are concerned, amongst other things that were identified in the report is declaring mismanagement of funds as well as the corrupt practices that were there. Now, the question is, as a board member, uh, what mechanism do you think could be put in place to ensure that this is not taking place in future going forward? Then secondly, what kind of mechanism can be employed to ensure that you recover um, the monies that have been squandered in the process? Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Doctor, for that. I want to just point out that during my tenure, there has not been a hint of any uh, mismanagement. Uh, we have a very stringent uh, 
external audit process. Uh, the uh, Auditor General uh, is the person responsible directly. It's not been sh- uh, farmed out to any other uh, agency, uh, any other uh, practice or group of practices. And we have a, a vigorous uh, internal audit and forensic process. Indeed, uh, the board invited the SIU and uh, the president uh, enacted that. And the SIU uh, is still resolving some of those issues uh, that the Honorable Basoko has raised. And uh, I think that uh, the ability to get some of our money back is uh, with the courts now, uh, particularly the former COO has been using every trick in the book to um, uh, try to keep uh, his day of reckoning at bay. But uh, the, the approach that the SABC has adopted is to follow anybody, whether they're in uh, office or not, whether they're among staff or they've taken the convenient route of leaving. We uh, get advice on it in terms of what is the cost of chasing somebody versus uh, should we leave that and vigorous arguments entail. We've got a, a legal team that we challenge and we engage with on that matter. And I think that the practices that we have now, the processes that we have are uh, working. Uh, there, there needs to be a careful watch on it. And that's up to the incoming board, as well as the leadership of the uh, the SABC in terms of its executive directors to ensure that those are not going to be um, repeated any in any fashion by any incoming board, because hopefully that is part of the murky past. We need to recognize it for what it is and move on, uh, but with uh, consequences for those uh, guilty of uh, whether it's uh, fraud or not or any other misdemeanors. In terms of recovery, that is something that I think it's appropriate uh, to raise with this committee, which is a subcommittee, but also with uh, the, the bigger uh, parliamentary portfolio committee. And that is that a large part of the what ought to be the public mandate, as I pointed out, there are just four stations, one um, television station, and that's S3, and three radio stations that are commercial. The rest of our properties are all PBS, they public. There's unfunded mandates that need to be funded. There hasn't been that kind of funding. Anywhere else in the world, we would ensure we funded our cultural heritage, we funded our varied voices. And at last count a few years ago, we the third most diverse society on earth so that we can understand ourselves and by understanding ourselves, understand each other better. We need that kind of allocation, which seems not to be part of uh, the treasury approach to uh, the need for information to ensure that we safeguard our democracy. That is something that we have to look at together. I personally believe that uh, the license fees are a problem because it's antiquated. 
It becomes a grudge purchase, like we put wealth tax and various other kinds of taxes. There are more creative ways of looking at it, and those have been shared with the executives, and hopefully the incoming board will get a full report on alternative sources of funding, which I think to uh, go into detail here would be inappropriate because the executives have been uh, tasked with looking at those without necessarily going through statutory means, regulatory means of taxing all sorts of things like a cell phone and so on because there's a changed environment. That will add to the pressures, I think, in a changed environment for people to want to watch and listen to the SABC. Uh, thank you, uh, Doctor. Thank you, uh, Honorable Dr. Basop. I now recognize Honorable Machozi. Still going to come in. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Yes. Um, good evening, uh, Mr. Cooper. Good evening. No, uh, mine would be on knowing that the SAPC, we can say that is going through a transformation with a new strategy that they have adopted and um, they are implementing in terms of um, what uh, maybe Treasury would have wanted when they gave them the bailout. Um, and also what um, the conditions were. One of the conditions was that um, they should manage the salary bill of the entity. Uh, coming in, how would you then with your expertise, make sure that um, SAPC is able to sustain itself and uh, it does not ask for more bailouts and the salary bill as well. How will you then be able to, to, to make sure that the salary bill does not, um, it is not over the threshold of treasury and also in your, in your, in your leadership style, um, um, I would want to know what expertise will you bring in the board if uh, you are appointed um, that you you try to make sure that you persuade one another and up until you, you, you get to that argument, you stick as a board and, um, and maybe not have um, uh, three sides or two sides of the board that would have to listen to maybe coming to committees where it had um, a scenario like that. So I would want to know in terms of your expertise in leadership, what is it that you would bring to make sure that you do not um, go as far as that? Thank you, Chair. Thanks so much, Honorable Majorzi. I want to say straight out that it's not only Treasury's threshold that we have a high salary bill, but the SABC has, paying, has been paying traditionally way above the going rate. In the marketplace, we still are the highest payer. And that is something that has to be reckoned with. And if the incoming board does not deal with that, that it will constitute a further drain. It needs to be dealt with very sensitively because uh, the the issue of what uh, persons have as expectation is going to be, rear itself. We have very strong unions and always there's a clamor that, uh, you know, people are barely managing to survive. But I'd like to say that I think 
if we look at the SABC as a public broadcaster relying on taxpayers' money uh, to do certain things, we also, like uh, part of, and I'm not equating uh, the SABC to the civil service, heaven help us if we go back to the old days of uh, being part of the post office and so on in, uh, you know, in Herzog and other eras. Uh, but during the last uh, couple of years, and especially during the pandemic, the only persons guaranteed salaries have been people living on uh, as public servants and in public service. The SABC is one. Various others have downsized. They've cut their cloth uh, to suit where things are moving. And the SABC has battled because, uh, I'll just quote an executive saying, we pay in the 75th percentile. That cannot be that we pay uh, outrageously. So <clears throat> we need to reevaluate that very sensitively because it can uh, create another uh, set of circumstances that we, we don't want. Uh, we don't want to see loss of jobs, but we want to see retention of quality and creative, critical uh, pe- thinking people rather than those who just collect a salary. So uh, there's been enough comment on where the SABC has been overpaying, and I think that must stop. So let's be very clear about that. The area of uh, looking at um, how I'm just trying to remember here uh, how we would persuade one another. Uh, Honorable Majosi, that I have been doing in action where there have been serious uh, contestation. I've played a role to uh, get persons to uh, ignore their own narrow issues and look first and last at the SABC. Because if the SABC crumbles, we will not have a public opportunity for the multiplicity of voices and the expressions of culture that we ought to see. We're still not there yet, but we need that in a country as diverse as ours. We, uh, I believe we probably need a few more uh, television stations that are dedicated to particular language groups because those will be a hit. I think that we've not looked at that and it's been, you know, we've been caught up in uh, putting right what was wrong in the past and consolidating the gains. But we're in, in treacherous and unknown territory right now and therefore we need to look at uh, some of those areas that may go against uh, some thinking, but we need to ensure that languages, especially those peculiar to our country, are underpinned. And that means uh, probably opening up the airways, especially on television, to a couple of more uh, voices than the enforced putting together that we have. So besides that, uh, Honorable Majosi, uh, I've, you know, my level of tolerance is exceedingly high as my level of pain has been exceedingly high in the dark days of apartheid. The, the thing that gets me frustrated is when we don't cooperate for our own good, 
where I, my ego is so great that I think my views is superior to anybody else. Whereas the majority can be wrong and an individual somewhere can be right. And we've seen that with so many other experiences, not necessarily political, not necessarily social, but in terms of what is good for humanity uh, and in the science field where people have been shamed. So my role has been, uh, and I didn't expect to play that kind of role, but to bring people together and keep them together. This board has not imploded, largely because I have lacerated my tongue and I have gone out of my way to ensure that people can vigorously engage. But when we cannot reach consensus, we go by majority vote and stay with that majority vote, even though we may dislike that. You see, there's a major difference between the politicians and political parties and an entity like the SABC. If each of us gave our own views on the SABC, it will be a tower of Babel out there. We need to do what is in the best interests of the SABC, rather than my own predilections and my own biases, which, uh, which I have. And the, the politicians, you see, there's a vote taken. Then you'll get uh, leaders of uh, different parties giving their own spin on it. And it's correct because they've disagreed and disagreed vigorously. Now, that is very different to how the SABC should operate. When we take a decision, we need to abide by that decision, however much I may disagree with it, because each one of us has the opportunity to record our displeasure or note our objection in very strong terms on the record. And I'm glad to say that all board members have felt enabled, even though some of the discussions have been quite uh, taxing. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, Honorable Matrose. I'm sure your points have been covered. Uh, Honorable Mlala, uh, the hand I saw, uh, you can come in. Uh, thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Thanks, uh, uh, Professor Satish Cooper. Uh, Prof, I just want two issues uh, that uh, I need you to. You, you. Uh, the first one would be a follow-up on Honorable Majuzi's question with regard to a high salary bill. Uh, I want you to reconcile that salary high bill uh, with the retrenchments of six hundred people and the reemployment of others uh, with the bailout. Because in, in, if you go back to the initial presentation of SABC on the beta, uh, it, it reflected uh, a number of issues that include uh, that if you get the bailout, you will turn around the SABC. But where I'm sitting, I don't think the SABC has been turned around. Uh, <clears throat> but it's, for, it's, it's a subject for another debate. The second question is, uh, the, in your view, was there an editorial interference? Because this has been a burning issue since before 
uh, the interim board uh, up until now. Uh, and I don't know what is your view about that. Uh, and maybe lastly, also deal with the interface between the board, the administration, the shareholder, uh, uh, and the portfolio committee. If we can deal with those issues, I think I'll be fine. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much, uh, 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 Honorable Murlala. I want to acknowledge that uh, the, the process of severance uh, was, was the most painful and uh, nerve-wracking for everybody involved. Uh, the Portfolio Committee, of course, because uh, the Portfolio Committee called us, um, the minister, various uh, others in office, uh, various cabinet ministers, the president was seized with that issue. Um, we, we had, uh, it, it was what it was. Uh, it could have been done very differently. And in that regard, it's perhaps because the board has not been an operational board. The board has not interfered with executive uh, positions, but holding them uh, accountable for processes. Unfortunately, uh, the appoint- some of the appointments made, there, there are some excellent people that have history with the SABC. Those who took advantage of uh, early retirement uh, I think should have been persuaded to remain because uh, when they left, they left behind uh, gaps. Appointments were made and unfortunately uh, some of them were very good and some of them were middling. None of our institutions deserve mediocrity. We deserve the best in certain areas, particularly where it concerns all of us. We need the best that's available. Some of those persons come at a high cost. I think there needs to be a different way of looking at ensuring that uh, people get their just rights because naturally certain people who uh, are in uh, competitor commercial uh, places raise the fact that they've got share options, etc., etc. Nevertheless, I think that it needs to be done in a different way by bringing together the shareholder, uh, parliament, the board, as well as the SABC representatives to have a compact on the future of the public broadcaster. Otherwise, we're going to find what we found when we came there in uh, April, I think, and uh, subsequently, uh, uh, the subsequent months of 2019, a clear indication from those persons in Treasury saying they've had offers to buy certain stations. That still looms over us. If any of those get sold, the country will be at a loss. We may make an immediate profit on it, but in the short, not even medium term, 
we will lose out. The country will lose out. And interestingly, uh, the offers have been for English language uh, stations. So there needs to be a, a different way of dealing with that. I think that we've had uh, the experience of two ministers, both with their different strengths and both with their different styles. The current minister, of course, has been championing the analog switch off. And we've seen some of the results of that. Uh, it was to be anticipated. Uh, and at the same time, we need to look at other ways of increasing our impact out there than uh, because the, the analog switch off when it's finalized, will result in the SABC having even a smaller share of the ARs that uh, uh, that advertisers rely on, because that's what we get from our administration. They go, they sell, they, they try to uh, uh, create an uh, excitement about the SABC, and they're hit with failing, falling numbers because of some of these things that have happen in a way that could have been done differently. And that's why I think it's important for exactly that point you have raised, Honorable Mulala, for a, an honest and critical searching by each of the critical stakeholders from government shareholder representation through to the board, portfolio committee, the leadership in the SABC, including their unions, to understand the threat we commonly face. As far as interference is concerned, I am totally unaware of any interference. There have been attempts to impute that. But what we confronted when we came in and were inducted soon after, we had the old committees, including a news committee, and we had the Tlolwe report. And the board unanimously accepted that report. It was presented to Parliament and we instituted it. My position was, do we need a news committee at all? Because the power lies with the editor who's accountable then to uh, the, uh, the executive uh, that is, is the supervisor. And that prevailed for a while until the news people came to the board via the executives and said, we need a news committee. So I think that uh, that was from the newsroom. They wanted that. And I have not noticed anybody interfering with anything. Indeed, in my personal space, uh, I've heard the, you know, after about a year board, the group executive came to me and said, you know, some of the Stations are saying, I'm, I'm commenting on certain issues uh, in my other roles, uh, in other areas. And I said, well, I comment with those who invite me. I've not been invited, so I can't comment. Uh, so I don't see that interference. Uh, indeed, the, the kinds of um, turnaround that have happened, I believe, should be entrenched so that we don't have a slide to the period we all want to move on from. Challenge for not only the executives, but also importantly for the board, because the board gets held responsible. And to be able to come to 
the relevant stakeholders, including Parliament, and be honest and say what is happening, why it's happening. And for some of those, they, they don't, they, there doesn't need to be a public hearing on it. Some of it can be uh, in a closed session, but uh, to, to save face and to, to actually uh, problem solve. I think those approaches need to work. Uh, they need to, we need as the SABC going forward to be able to take all stakeholders into account and importantly, the public, the public and its ability to switch channels, to go elsewhere, to consume differently. If we ignore that, we'll be in serious trouble. So we need uh, innovation. The, you know, everybody has been speaking until this year. I haven't heard it, but people speak about 4IR. 4IR has left us behind. We are below the crest on it. We are at the back end and we need to do fast catch up. And to do that, it means investment. Indeed, one of the problems that the SABC has had, Honorable Molala and members, is that uh, the other big expense has been Centec. Previously, as you know, the SABC was part and Centec were all uh, joined at the hip. But the Centec shows profit at the SABC's expense. So those kinds of things have not been able to be resolved. And I think it's about time that those kinds of issues get resolved. So that is a win-win. The Centec shouldn't lose, but neither should it be at the expense of the SABC. The SABC is vitally important for a vibrant democracy, particularly when we face the grave socioeconomic channel challenges when we have the kinds of violence in word, deed, and otherwise. We need to have the kinds of engagement that only the SABC has the footprint for to uh, engage uh, all our population out there. Thank you, Chippers. Thank you, Honorable Mlala. I take it that uh, your points have been covered. Thank you. Um, like I said, would uh, also then come back to you. It's unless there's a hand I've left out, but I didn't see any. And I think you've covered the, the points raised by members. Uh, I'll come back to you now. That uh, your three minutes uh, back to you. Speak yeah. uh, to the committee because I've not seen any. Okay. Honorable I- Bambo. I, I did have my hand up, but uh, it's yeah, fine. I, I've That's not seen that, Honorable Pambo. You can come in if you're following up. Prof, I know you've been uh, answering this question, and um, there is something that I'm not hearing. You know, the, the retrenchment process last year was uh, said to be central to the turnaround plan. And uh, in order to make uh, sure that the SABC was or is self-reliant and reliable as a public broadcaster, uh, you know, and a public media organization, essentially. Do you think, or did the retrenchments um, of the 621 people uh, help in the turnaround of uh, the SABC? And and this question is not only for operational reasons. This, This question... Uh, you know, has affected, or rather this issue has affected a lot of people. Um, And one would really be interested to hear that this um, sort of move 
by the SABC to, re- to retrain so many people? Was it worth it? Uh, did it really save or help in turning around the SABC? Uh, because you have people who are sitting at home now and they were told that uh, part of the reasons why they're being removed is to help the sinking ship and they are the heavy load that is, you know, uh, sinking the ship. Um, and what do you think? And if it's not, if, if the turnaround is not there, in your opinion, honestly, um, what, what do you think? What do you think is the reason? And, and why would we have, you know, retrained 621 people and yet have the same situation that we had before the retrenchment of uh, these workers? Uh, Honorable Pambo, um, yes, that was the stated intention. Uh, it was a board resolution that was taken before we got into the board. And it was felt that uh, this needed to be operationalized. We engaged with that very uh, strenuously. And uh, it was approved uh, to move ahead. A new um, approach was uh, developed. And frankly, I think it's caused more pain. I think it's caused uh, some loss to us of skills, as I've mentioned before, because those who should have, you know, the square pegs in round holes. Uh, please, uh, Honorable Pambo and members, don't underestimate the appointments made for convenience in the past. Some of those appointments are still there. So as I pointed out, when uh, voluntary severance was offered, I think that we lost certain people we shouldn't have lost. And I think that there are still persons there who are just uh, holding a seat and the value is not there because times have left them behind. Uh, The changed environment, they're not appropriate to dealing with. Uh, The old way of uh, production and the old way of delivery uh, is probably still there. And you see it with newer, sharper, brighter people who are au fait with the changed landscape. So, uh, but the executives uh, swore on it, and I think uh, the board needs to hold them to that because that's what exactly the board is doing now in terms of performance evaluating the executives and saying, where's this and where's that? Uh, And I think that would be the handover report that goes to the new board to avoid, uh, you know, nice uh, words, but to see action where there's really a grappling with those issues that have been papered over. So I'm sorry I can't go into too much detail on that, but, but you hear me loud and clear. Yes, it's worked, but and we should have gained new ones who take us to the next level. Sadly, that is for the new board to ensure happens. Um, thank you, uh, Honorable Pambo. Okay, the last, the last part, um, there was a, a glitch. I couldn't hear. Okay. Okay.
maybe try to switch the video camera off and see if we can hear you because we're struggling to hear you now. Okay, right. Uh, Right. I say that we ought to actually uh, ensure that uh, we get better people. We got some good people, but in the main, uh, you know, it's sometimes like our police. Uh, You have excellent police, men and women, and then you have those who are just passing time. And if you get new blood in, they can often get socialized by old ways. We need people, and this is a creative space. This is a critical engagement space. We don't need, uh, you know, people to be compliant. We need people to push boundaries. And that creativity, that sense of buzz is simply not there. That is what this organization needs at this time when we're confronting all that we are confronting as a country. Got it, Honorable Pambo. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Pambo. Uh, Prof, I'm back to you. Uh, Chairperson, I won't belabor uh, the issues. I've raised what I needed to say. Uh, Your members have pulled some of those issues out, and I thank you for doing that. I wish you well in your choices and thank you for uh, breaching almost the, you know, I hope none of you turns into a pumpkin when you get home because we're entering the bewitching hours. Uh, but thank you. It's been a, a, a good engagement and I wish you uh, good luck with your choices. Uh, thank you, uh, Prof. Uh, just to deal with the formalities as we uh, get to closure. Uh, firstly, just from a point of follow-ups post uh, this interview, uh, you can still make those follow-ups with the administration that worked with you as you were uh, preparing for this interview. As far as the decision-making process is concerned or are involved, uh, as you are aware, all our meetings are open uh, to the public. Uh, surely you'll be able to follow as the proceedings uh, uh, proceed from a committee point of view to a point of presenting uh, to the House. Otherwise, we really thank you for for making up uh, the time. Uh, of course, we'll still be standing because there's another candidate uh, waiting for us. Uh, we hope we'll not uh, get to that level of the pumpkin. But, <laughs> I but hope so, Chairperson. We'll still be standing. Um, we only hope the candidate understands that sometimes we may be the last and only to find that everybody's awake because of this. in between. Now, thank you. As we float you from uh, the platform, we'll ask the administration to indicate if we have the last. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, members. Um, good evening, Chairperson. Uh, yes, we have the last candidate, Ms. Cynthia Stimpel on the platform. Thank you, Chair. Let's welcome Ms. Temple. I hope I pronounce it properly. Yes, sir. Good evening to you. <laughs> Good evening. 
Um, we're really apologize to wake up at this point um, when no members of parliament can can go for long uh, because they get involved in other activities uh, in consequences that lead them to engage throughout the night. We really apologize to keep you we had collapse in time. But we really appreciate that uh, uh, you, you still wanted to still see the committee as invited to come before the committee. Um, Thank you very much. Yes, just to uh, quickly deal, uh, Ms. Dimble, with uh, the formalities. You are appearing before a subcommittee of uh, the Committee on Communications and Digital Technologies in the Assembly, mm-hmm. so that means that this subcommittee reports to the committee, the main committee, in terms of taking uh, its decisions forward. So the, the right. subcommittee task it's really the appointment process for the SABC board, which you were nominated for and shortlisted, appearing before the committee uh, this evening. Uh, and of course, I would not waste any more time, but just to uh, indicate to you, first and foremost, we take this as an engagement or conversation we're having with you uh, more than just uh, an interview of the candidate, uh, in that we would want to learn from uh, the responses you share with us, whilst you also learn from the questions that members uh, will be posing to you as a way of interaction. Uh, so we hope to achieve that by the end of this conversation. We have allocated 45 minutes uh, of interaction, which takes into account a brief introduction of uh, the members of the subcommittee uh, who are uh, drawn from political parties in parliament proportional to the electoral support received in the 2019 election. So it's, it's, it's a representative uh, in nature, so it's not a one-party uh, committee. Uh, it reflects uh, the support that parties would have received. So it takes into account that 45 minutes, that introduction. After that, we'll then give you five minutes uh, to briefly introduce yourself uh, to the subcommittee members. Of course, uh, you'd use that to also talk to your experiences, skills, and so on, and how could contribute if you were to be considered for appointment in the board. <clears throat> we'll then, after the five minutes, uh, allow members to interact with you. And in that interaction, uh, it will be five minutes uh, to a member, which is the question, as well as your responses in the five minutes. Uh, but we do know that uh, the 45 minutes is dependent on the interaction. It may be less or a little bit more, uh, depending on the answers that members may still follow up to try and get out from you. Um, so, so in that score, it's, it can be more. Uh, but once members have asked the questions, uh, the chair can only ask the questions if the areas have not been covered adequately, uh, uh, just to go back to some of the questions that have been asked. But if not, uh, we just proceed to you, giving you another three minutes uh, to address the committee uh, for the last, before we close the, the session officially. I hope that uh, is, is clear. So I will, without uh, waste of time then, 
briefly introduce the members. Uh, we are starting with the African National Congress, just to check if the members are still on the platform. Uh, Honorable Mtembu, uh, are you still standing? Uh, Honorable Mtembu, uh, 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 from the African National Congress, followed by Honorable Dr. Basop, are still on the platform, or oh, we have lost you. Honorable Dr. Basop, uh, it seems uh, we may have lost him. Honorable Mlala, from the African National Congress. I'm still standing, Joe. Honorable Mlala, uh, still standing. As I said, we may have lost uh, Dr. Basop with uh, network challenges before and not sharing. We, I will then, uh, myself, so, uh, Honorable Maneli, as you can see, uh, also from the African National Congress, but also the chair of the subcommittee. We have from the Democratic Alliance, uh, Honorable Kola Barnett. Thank you, Chair. I've just managed to reconnect because the whole of Parliament, well, I'm sitting in the dark in my office in Parliament, but I've managed to connect with the dongle, so I'm back. Thank you. No, thank you, uh, Honorable Kola Barnett. Uh, from the Democratic Alliance. We have Honorable Pambo uh, from the Economic Freedom Fighters, EFF. Honorable Pambo. Thank you, Chair. We're still here. We're still here. (laughs) Almost there. Uh, Honorable Majosi from the IFP. Um, Honorable Majosi, I'm still uh, uh, standing. Mm-hmm. Honorable Majosi, um, but I see that I am, the, I am here, Chairperson. I see that you are on the platform. Uh, yes, I, I'm here. I, yes, I know you are also multitasking, especially at this time of the. Of the you know, hour. you know, you know, my challenges are many right now, Chair. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. So, Honorable Majosi, still stand. So we have. Most of the members, um, as I said, we do understand the challenges uh, Honorable Basop was experiencing, probably like Honorable Kolapana, he will be able to get back. Uh, but we have got uh, enough numbers to proceed uh, with the, the interaction with you. So that's briefly the introduction of members. I would now uh, go to the candidate. Uh, Ms. Temple, is she still on the platform? Yes, I am. Can you yeah. hear me? Yes, can hear you and can see you. Uh, right. Yeah, your five minutes, uh, we hand over to you now to briefly introduce yourself uh, to the committee. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Chairperson. I'm Cynthia Stemple. Uh, I, I applied for this position mainly because I feel that I would like to contribute towards ethical boards. My background, I've been in banking for my entire career um, from 1975 right up to when I started at SABC, um, pardon, SAA in 2006. So in my banking career, I worked in a branch, the Barclays then, 
and later progressed to Citibank, where I learned from branch work into um, a commercial merchant-type banking and corporate banking. And in that, um, I had my first experience working in a dealing room. And uh, from Citibank, I went to work for um, various other banks. I've been in NetBank for a short space, as, uh, working with derivatives, foreign exchange. And thereafter, I went to work um, with Citibank and First National, uh, the Barclays then merged to become First National because the major banks of Barclays and Citibank disinvested. In 1987, we became First Corp Merchant Bank, and I, uh, I obviously stayed in my position. We just had a new title and a new naming of the, the bank at the time. And thereafter, ran Merchant Board over um, first, uh, first Corp Bank, and we became part of... Um, First derivatives. Um, during that time, I still worked in a derivatives environment, purely banking. And then I went to work for Development Bank of Southern Africa. My main reason was in 2002, we had the World Summit, uh, which was in our country in Johannesburg. And I was quite um, impressed to try and find if I can assist our country went to work for Development Bank of Southern Africa because their mandate stated that they were there to uplift our country and uh, uh, poverty um, and uh, our people from poverty was the main mandate. Um, I worked for DBSA for four years. I was approached to uh, to work at SAA. At the time, I turned it down. I was approached a second time I turned down the interview. The third time I went for an interview and I actually got the job that was to work in the Treasury Division um, to take over and manage the finances because at the time SAA fell under Transnet and Transnet had the bigger Treasury and SAA was a subsidiary of Transnet. SAA was made its own Schedule II organized, um, company and therefore needed its own Treasury and they needed people with banking experience, and that's how I joined SAA. So my last 10 years of my career was still a banking-type um, career, working in Treasury, which is the work that I've been trained to do in my entire career. Um, risk management, financial risk was my forte, and um, working in derivatives, we looked at our jet fuel hedging, as well as our foreign exchange heading, hedging. In my last two years, I acted as the group treasurer for SAA, and it was in that job and position and period that I um, literally disclosed on what had happened um, when our board interfered with the financing side of SAA, and I reported that internally first to two executives. I reported it to our chief risk officer at the time and the head of internal audit. Um, nothing happened. I then reported it to National Treasury. And from there with National Treasury, nothing still happened. I reported it outside the organization. I subsequently lost my job and um, am no longer working for SA. However, I decided then that I need to use my skills that I have 
gained in banking and the work ethic that I have and um, use it in boards. So boards can be more ethical. And so I went to study to be a certified director with the Institute of Directors, and I qualified in 2018. 2019, I applied for various boards. I started off with nonprofit organizations. So currently, I'm on uh, four boards. I'm on uh, Johannesburg Children's Home um, Board. I'm on the Health E-News Board, which they report electronic news um, on health, like HIV issues. And um, obviously, in the last two years was on covid um, I'm also on the board of the Broadcasting um, uh, Commission, the BCCSA, um, and um, recently also joined um, the Amnesty International for Human Rights. So I'm on those boards. They're all nonprofit, um, and they're uh, interesting boards that um, for me to get involved in. What do I do currently on other issues? Because I love yoga and I found that yoga was my um, health option that I chose and life choice um, healthy exercise that I do. I decided to also take on and become an instructor. So I studied it for three years. I studied for children's yoga as well as adult yoga. And um, I'm now an instructor for yoga. So also in the last two years, I made the decision that I would like to help whistleblowers. My role as a whistleblower has left me overwhelmed and left me uh, trying to figure out what happened to me when all I was doing was my job. I did the right thing. I saved SA $256 million, um, yet I was the one that had to leave the organization. I uh, was never compensated for it. If you look at what's happening in the States, if anyone saves an organization money, they get paid for it. Um, and so, yeah, I was um, decided that I'm going to help whistleblowers. So at the moment, um, in 2020, I started my own organization called Citizens of Conscience, more helping whistleblowers on a one-to-one basis. How can we guide them, help them so that they make a protected disclosures? For those that lost their jobs, how can they find their feet, reinvent themselves, get jobs for those that have suffered mental and physical health was to find them guidance on how to get back into their physical health space. So I was teaching them yoga or giving them breathing exercises to lessen their anxiety. So um, this year I joined the whistleblower house. So I'm physically and, and fully full-time helping whistleblowers. We have currently 87 whistleblowers that come on board and I'm helping them. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's a, a brief introduction. Uh, and I'm sure honorable members will now be ready to, to interact with you um, as I take hands. Uh, I, I see honorable Kolabanat uh, sent it's up, Honorable Mtembu would follow. Uh, any other hand? Because I'd want to recognize the, the hands so, so as to see how far we'll be able to go. Honorable Kolabanat, followed by Honorable Mtembu. You can proceed, uh, Honorable Kolabanat, for now. Honorable Mlala, I've noted you. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, just a couple. I'm, I'm most interested, uh, your 
um, your interest in the SABC. Uh, going through, running through your CV, it doesn't seem as though you have any like experience, um, telecommunications, media sales, the, the sorts of things one would expect. Um, so, so what do you think you would bring to the position on the board? Um, another question would be the, the SABC fired 600 staff recently and is now advertising for 400, 480-odd. Um, and many believe the SABC has been stripped of massive expertise and that content has suffered as a result. What's your take on what was done? Um, many consider it to have been a, a process which resulted in a loss of crucial skills and achieved almost nothing. Um, another one, would you? what would you change at the SABC um, and what changes would you perhaps prevent, especially in the run-up to the 2024 national election? And finally, what would, would you have a plan financially to turn the SABC around, especially in the light of the Zondo Commission revelations? Thank you very much. Good. Thank you for your question. So the first one is, um, what do uh, my, my skill set obviously doesn't cover any ICT or any technological areas um, for that SABC requires. So for me, what do I bring as a board member? I bring is independent thinking and I bring my risk management skills. The reason is that um, SAB has suffered over the years and we've seen its financials declining. For this past um, financial year, SABC has lost 530 million. That's a um, half a billion. Uh, the question I would rather have is what is SABC? How do they intend to recoup that and, and recover it? So um, for me is is not so much as having the skills um, of the, the technological side and um, the uh, TV, radio, broadcasting, news, editing, etc. It's just having that independent mind and um, being able to question and challenge perhaps how we want SABC to recover and to look in the near future. How would we want a future SABC um, aligned to a South Africa that is, is willing to become what we're supposed to be, as in um, this one nation that has all the criteria to, to grow and develop. We actually know we're there um, at this point in time. SABC um, has been struggling over the past years. So um, for me, it's that independent thinking and, and the risk management of its issues that it has. Um, the other question you had about was the staff that so many have been retrenched and what then, um, the impact of that. I totally agree with you that when so many staff are retrenched, of course, there is a loss of skills. And how do you recoup those skills and what can we do about it? I would implement and, and ensure that there's always succession planning. So every single manager, every single executive, every single staff should have some succession planning. There should be cross-training of skills. So in order that when you lose any staff, whether you lose them through A, retirement, B, 
B, through them resigning on their own accord, or C, through retrenchment because there's no other option because uh, SABC has lost money, is a method of that skills are always retained. Um, So that's what I would install. Um, In my banking career, that's what I've always had. If we've never lost, if we've had to lose people, the skills remained within the organization because we multi-skilled people. We made sure that there was segregation of duty so that there was not, um, and there was the independence. But the main thing was that your skills are retained within your organization. Um, the last, um, you gave me three questions. The last one, what, what would I do to change at um, SABC? As I said, for me, it would be changing the how how do we approach our policies and procedures? How do we approach our training to retain skills within the organization? And how do we create a transparent SABC? How do we get the South African citizens to love SABC again? Because we've seen that... Uh, People aren't paying their TV license, which is a source of revenue for for SABC. And hence, that is contributing to the loss. And um, um, there's competition whereby people can easily pay a subscription to Netflix or Showmax or the Disney uh, channels, etc., and still get their best movies or sport or whatever else they need. Um, So that's in competition. So one needs to then look at how do we change that get the um, people, the South African citizens, to again fall in love with SABC? How can they then want to put their money there? How innovative can we make SABC so that it's aligned with the easy way of a Netflix and uh, a Showmax up there? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Honorable Mtimbo. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair. Good evening, uh, uh, Mrs. Stenberg. Uh, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you very much. Hope you. It's been a long evening for all of you, I guess. Long evening. Um, I've, I've I've heard about your vast experience in handling finances. How could you apply your experience in the SAPC if you might consider to be in the in the board? And how can you uplift the standard of the institution in the area of finances? Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable um, Mtembu. So for me, what would be the best is to look at what your annual financial statements have been doing, which I have looked at prior to this interview, um, and um, is to try and find your um, improve your revenue generating streams. So you have the one generating revenue generating stream is obviously your TV license. Um, the other would be your slots that you have for for um, the research that you have, the education, I'm not sure how, what part is, is prorated versus what is bringing in revenue, and then obviously your TV entertainment shows. It's then uh, perhaps, I'm, I'm sure SABC has done that, where they've done surveys to find out what 
the your 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 viewership wants, and then honing in on what they want um, the the um, the entertainment, the education, the sports, etc., and then try and categorize that so that you get the best better revenue stream from it. Looking at how to manage your finances per se is obviously um, is being more on top of recouping your um, your funds. So, for instance, the I know that you're going to be changing your TV licenses to um, a sort of levy, and I'm not sure that yet been approved uh, because that's been recently in the media. And how uh, is then enforcing that levy so that one can then project forward? If you know that this is the um, amount of clients that you have, this is your expected income, and you can then extrapolate it to two to three years forward, knowing exactly that this is what we can work with. Where you have concerns, what type of clients are your non-paying clients, defaulting clients, or ones that just refuse to pay, that already gives you an indication of what you're going to lose. And not only when the financial financials are done at the end of the year that you realize you've lost X amount of million. So it's to ensure that um, your revenue streams are consistent, that they are managed, that whoever's managing them is constantly following up, constantly reminding people to pay. Whatever your other in, um, generation of revenue is, that you meet your international standards. So research needs to be done on how international standards in, in um, Europe, the US, in the Far East are working and perhaps align it. Um, sometimes because of um, where we are as South Africa and where our economy is at present is that it's really hard for people to pay. And so we need to perhaps come to a compromise that if you lower the amount and it's a flat fee, but you get everyone's buy-in. Um, let's say uh, how many people are paying at the moment. And if you work, look at uh, so many adults and let's take a quick calculation, we're over 60 million as, a can, um, as citizens in this country, but you take 20 million of that paying a flat fee um, on an annual basis or monthly basis, whichever way you're going to calculate it, that and they agree to that and we ensure that that money comes in, you already know that that is your standard revenue. And then anything extra becomes and fills the coffers um, and ensure that you've got um, additional revenue. So, yes, so one would need to look at how to manage that, how to ensure that you're on top of it, that you don't lose sight of, of whoever's paying, that you follow up rather than taking it to outside debt collectors. It should be done in-house and managed. Once it's managed effectively, you'll find that your revenue streams start flowing. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Honorable Tembo. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, I now recognize the Honorable Mlala. Yeah, thanks, Chair. Uh, and thanks, Ms. Stimbal. Uh, I've got only two questions, uh, Ms. Stimbal. The first one, uh, it's around uh, the whistleblowing uh, issue. 
uh, in your view, uh, SBC need a lot of whistleblowing, uh, particularly around its finances. I would like you, because you said you have studied some of the SBC's documents. Uh, in your view, there's a lot of people in SBC who are not necessarily disclosing what is really happening. Uh, that's the first uh, question. The second one, it's uh, it's it's around uh, the new draft uh, SBC bill, uh, which talks to availability of broadcasting services to the entire population and the national identity. What would be your comment on those two issues, uh, Madam? Thanks. Thank you, Honorable Malala. Um, so I'll start with the whistleblowing question. Uh, uh, SABC, obviously, uh, yeah, there are probably staff who are, have not disclosed if they picked up any irregularities in the organization. And that could be out of fear. And that could be out of victimization, fear of victimization, fear of loss of jobs, fear of how they're going to be treated. So sometimes it's not that easy to be a whistleblower. And I can speak from that. It was never my intention. My intention was just to do my job to the best of my ability. And so um, to get our um, staff or people or even the country uh, and our citizens to start speaking out, we need to create an ethical culture. So at the moment, I think SABC would needs to work on its ethical culture. There's normally culture surveys that are done on an out- annual basis. I know most organizations do that. and um, But then it becomes a once-off and it's the advertised to stop and no one embeds it into the culture or inculcates it in a behavior. So for SABC to start having that type of culture and to have people speak out, we need to make the environment safe to speak out. So that's one of the other things, if I have to answer Ms. Collar's um, question, is that I'd like to create that safe environment for staff to speak out. Because when you staff speak out and know they will not be victimized, you as chairpersons, boards, executive managers will realize that it's a safe space to speak and to start acting on whatever the staff are uncomfortable with and you make it a better place to be able to report wrongdoing. And so um, so that would be one of the main things that we need to change it to an ethical culture and hold people accountable. At the moment, do we know of people that have um, not done what they're supposed to do? Have they been held accountable at SABC? Um, not very often that is reported. In the early years, in 2016, when my case was going on, some as the same time the SABC 8 story was playing out in the media and um, all the stories was, was coming out um, about what was happening at SABC. And we saw the subsequent demise of SABC uh, uh, the ensuing years. So it, it didn't create a good culture then. And you can imagine now how difficult it is for staff to speak out. Yes, there may also be staff who are part of the wrongdoing, 
um, and no one's holding them accountable. So it's those two things we need to ensure happens within the organization. I'm sure um, with its policies of, of ethics, its values, it states that it has values of integrity. It has values of um, honesty. Those values need to be upheld and people need to be held accountable. Your other question, sir, was on the draft SABC um, documents and then building a new um, national um, identity. I think that is an excellent idea. Um, I'm sure from its viewership, SABC can identify how large the viewership is. And so this is a method you can actually use to inculcate an ethical society because it has to go beyond SABC. It has to go to our country. Right now, I'm sure all of you feel the same as I do, that I'm disturbed at um, the amount of corruption that's firstly been picked up with the Zonder Commission. And secondly, Zonder Commission has ended now and we've had the final recommendations coming out um, from uh, DCJ Zondo, um, and yet we are picking up new stories still happening. And that concerns me greatly because it means we ourselves, as citizens of this country, we're not ethical and we don't hold ourselves accountable. And a simple thing, if I can just mention it, it's driving. When we come to a stop street and you see a tra- red traffic light, how, uh, and there's no one else there, how many of us obey that law and stop at that traffic light? And we um, instead we drive over it. So we're not holding ourselves accountable. So for me, as a broader thing with SA, we see what we want to do and create that national ide- uh, identification buying into SABC, buying into um, a country that can stand together. A, we need to see ourselves as South Africans first. I agree. The one thing I love about our country is our diversity, our different languages, our different cultures, the way we look. We are unique. And yet, we, as a country, we're rather fighting this instead of bringing it together. And yeah, I see SABC playing this huge role in some adverts, they're so beautiful when they bring the diversity of, of our people together. And I feel that, yeah, SABC can play that role in getting that national identity, embracing the diversity that we have, and then bringing in an ethical value because we cannot, I see our country not going forward if we cannot push ethics first and holding ourselves um, I keep saying accountability starts with me. I cannot point a finger to anyone else until I've pointed that finger at myself and held myself accountable. So I hope that answers you. I'm just going to stop there. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mlala. I take it there. Your points are covered. With that having been said, I'll just check if I've not left. Uh, anybody, any member? Uh, yes, Chair, I'm here. Yes, Honorable Machoza. No, thank you, Chairperson. Um, good evening, um, Mrs. Uh, is it Stempel? Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, uh, what I would like to to indulge you on, um, 
maybe it's um in terms of your <clears throat> your work ethic as much as you are saying that um, you promote a uh, work ethic and you it um that is why you wanted to come to what because um of the ethical uh, behavior that you you would find in in boards um if uh, wh- what would you bring as an expertise in 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 the SAPC board in terms of all the challenges that have been spoken about um at at the end of the day you you would want to find solutions it might happen that you find yourself in a situation where now you've got two views and you don't want to find each other how what what expertise would you bring on board to make sure that as a board you always stay united um you obviously you will you will discuss you must, you must be robust in your discussions and people must be able to say their views and opinions and and maybe what they want to apply and implement in in, in the entity uh, but for 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 the outside to see that uh, um, as the history would tell you, that um, this is the first board that has lasted so long up until the, the, the term is ending now. Uh, but um, when you look at other uh, terms, uh, they they wouldn't finish the, the, the other boards, they wouldn't finish their term. So what would you bring in the board to make sure that um, you, you, you forever portray that image that says you are united uh, in your own different um, opinions and so forth and m- making sure that as a port when you come out people do not see uh, what is it that uh, challenges that you are facing in the entity. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Ms. Majority, Honourable Majority. Um, what would I bring as being a director? I need to ensure that I do my duties to the best of my ability. So the first thing is I need to, whatever meeting I attend, be it uh, a full board or a subcommittee board, that whatever decisions I make, I have to do it for the best interest of the company. It's not about the best interest of Cynthia or the best interest of my fellow director. It has to be for the best interest of SABC. The second thing is that obviously to create um, that we're not having arguments, that we shouldn't be having conflict of interest, that we are open and transparent with each other, that if we do disagree at certain points, which happens at board, I've come across that, we have difference of opinions and we 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 could have um, obviously not argue as such, but to manage that effectively, that our difference of opinions are stated, that I can note mine and say, Chair, I'd like my noted in the meeting. I disagree with X, Y, and Z, and I want it in the minutes. And so that way everyone understands that one doesn't direct your disagreement um, to a person, it's about the issue on the table and the discussion that we're having. And that way you keep an open, transparent board and, and that's where the ethics comes in. And then doing my job, obviously, with good faith that whatever I do has to be with honesty and, um, and integrity. 
And the skill that I would bring is that um, I I read a lot. So I would do a lot of research first on whatever the board pack is, ask a lot of questions prior and ask questions at board to ensure that when we do make those decisions, those decisions have been well thought out, well researched, and that whoever my fellow board members are also understand so that we don't go make a decisions rushed because for instance, let, um, like the one that, if I can use the SA example, the decision was SAA needed money, but nobody asked the right questions around why SA needed money. How has the, the process been run in the past? And why are we changing the process now, which it was against PFMA, against the policies, against the, uh, the, the treasury regulations. So it's to know the policies, to know the regulations, the legislations around SABC, and then making those informed decisions. And then just applying diligence, um, studying the facts, understanding why we are doing this and, and each, and be having my own independent research. And I feel that every, um, director needs to do that as well. And then always just being transparent, being fair and respecting, um, the fellow board members so that there isn't this fight or conflict between them. And then making sure that um, we have a good work ethic. Um, I would hold myself accountable that I know that if for every meeting I come there prepared and that I ask the right question so that when I leave there and we're going to take any board resolutions have been done with high integrity, have been done because we've researched and questioned it, and that when we leave there as board members, we should feel comfortable that if anybody wants to point a finger, we've covered all our bases and that we shouldn't be um, challenged and feeling that we have to be on a back foot. We've done our work in fairness, with transparency, we've shown accountability. Thank you very much. I take it that don't have a follow-up. No, I'm covered, Chair. Okay. Am I leaving any? Because once we get to summarize, we won't come back, uh, honorable members. All done. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Thank you. we are now back to yourself. I think uh, uh, the, the questions that one would have had would have been covered uh, uh, now as you respond broadly. Um, we'll come back to you now. Like I said, we would have uh, three minutes again to you uh, to Thank speak you. to the committee before we actually wrap up. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you for allowing me some questions. Okay, so um, I noticed in the apps, I'm sure um, it's not a question I should ask um, this forum, but it just concerned me that there was still a lease agreement of 2017, which reflected in this, the, the past annual financial statements um, 2021, showing that there was still fruitless and wasteful expenditure. And now we consistently have this in state-owned entities. And my concern was just what, um, how, yeah, 
why are we just not reducing that and stopping it completely? Because that that is one area that is really impacting all state-owned entities. If you feel that it's not, the question's not for you, that is fine and I accept it. Um, I had a few others here. Um, I noticed on the, uh, the SABC website, which again probably may not be your forum, but the multimedia page, um, page has not been updated since 2018. We're now in 2022. Um, that shows me some lacks um, in the organization, and they're obviously not updating the web, web page, which they should be doing. Um, it's very important that all the, that information is kept up to, to date on a regular basis. Um, yeah, and then my other question was on the 530 million, which was um, the loss reflected in the current AFS as 2021. The new one will obviously be coming out now in September, end of September. But um, what were their plans to recoup that? Um, and are they expecting the new board members now to look at that and improve the situation? And and obviously reduce the net loss for SABC. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, as you correctly said, some of uh, the questions asked would be, what would expect the new board to yeah. also also look at. Okay. Uh, but in relation to the first uh, question, uh, the brief we have is a committee that does oversight. Uh, is that some of these, as you know, will be historical and because of the length of the lease or contract, uh, whether it's a security contract or the lease of a building, may appear in the books uh, over time until that contract uh, is probably terminated. And the sense we're getting is that some of those major ones are now done away with and therefore the improvement uh, in the next uh, uh, sets of uh, financial uh, statements. Uh, but of course, the issue about uh, <clears throat> the losses, uh, which continue to be there, are also linked to uh, the revenue streams uh, that have also gone down, in particular the advertisement uh, uh, that the SAPC has been relying on. But of course, the need to, uh, to look at new uh, uh, approaches, some of which you would have mentioned even yourselves in responding how to be competitive, the agility that is needed, and therefore be able to secure such. But like we said, these are matters that uh, the new port may also need to look at taking at taking forward. Thank With you. that having been, been said, uh, we all really want to thank you for still standing at 11. You probably uh, I'm not used uh, to this, and, and 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 even the dog outside may be worried that the lights have not been on for this long in the night. <laughs> so we, we really appreciate you still uh, standing, and you came before the committee. I'll just deal with the formalities quickly. That if there are further questions asked relating to the process. The administration that was working with you to prepare yourself to come to this interview, you can still interact with them. As it relates to the decision making, which involves ourselves as members, all our meetings are uh, open to the public. You'll be able to follow 
uh, through what happens uh, up until we make a recommendation uh, to the House. And beyond that point, it will be then left to to the president. So you'll be able to uh, follow through uh, in that way. But all administrative questions, you can still ask uh, Portia and the team that was working with you. Uh, thank you so with much. That, with that, as I said, uh, we really thank you uh, very much as you would uh, at least take the rest of what is left of the night uh, continue to, uh, to, to take uh, uh, advantage of it, uh, whatever it's left for the night. Uh, thank you, uh, as we allow you to offload from the call. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it. Good night. night. Um, Portia? Listen, Darini? Uh, I take it that that was the last candidate we had for the day, having had that withdrawal? Uh, yes, that's correct, Chairperson. Okay. And it means that uh, meeting tomorrow uh, at, uh, at 9 to have the approval to proceed as planned? Uh, the meeting tomorrow, Chair, that's at 12. Okay, 12? Yes. yes. And the, uh, the, the link will be circulated in the morning. Okay, until what time? Just to prepare um, members mentally. Until nine in the evening, Chair. Okay, so we have uh, exemption uh, for the house? Yes, Chair. Okay, no no thanks. I wanted the honorable members to take advantage of what remains for the night, uh, but knowingly that we will start at a particular time. So it's set to be 12, and we should be ready for that. Once again, thanks, honorable members. It's still really going to be a long walk uh, to the finishing line. Uh, so we'll not be running, we'll be walking, given uh, the number of candidates we need to see. Uh, I will uh, formalize uh, once I've seen the emails. I'm made to understand uh, in the other days we may be short of one candidate. There's been other withdrawals for different reasons, uh, which would be able to fly to the day concerned. Uh, otherwise, thanks. Uh, uh, this session is Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Good night. I, we are calling now, Chair. We are no longer walking. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pambo has just organized the uh, Omlindale. So, we are here. And Dr. Basopul being fundis home Lindell. Yeah, no, no, Lindell, throughout until we finish by Friday. So long you do not collect money, I will collect money. I'm the treasure here. The money now. You You must be careful. There's a because the pastor will promise to rise in three days. It seems the congregation <laughs> is not coming. So, yes, don't be a Bye-bye. <laughs>